I got the big old bird, birdie blues. Russ, stop. We have to do our very first live read. Okay. Right, let's do Mike it. volunteered to do it. We check, f- check. Oh, we're doing that now? Yeah, we finally got a sponsor. Uh, kind of a sponsor? Kind of a sponsor. Yeah. yeah. Well, a sponsor in the sense that they were kind enough to... Um, I got to turn my up in the uh, turn my uh, volume up in these AKG headphones. Yeah, man. Hold on a second here. Is that there? There I am. They are nice. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful looking microphone. It is. Isn't this nice? It's kind of has a classic style to it. Yeah, it looks great. You sound really nice on. You like, sound much um, different than normal. You normally sound like absolute shit. You sound really. Right Do now. I sound good right now? Yeah. Do I sound like I know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You want a little background music for your read? You know what? This would be great with some instructional uh, video music. Do we have any of that? I think I got you covered, Mike. Okay. Oh, perfect. For 70 years, the world's top recording studios and concert stages have relied on AKG microphones to craft today's biggest hits. AKG Lyra brings the legendary acoustic engineering to a versatile USB microphone that delivers the highest quality audio in its class. Nice. Does that, that our, um, the read? Does that best describe uh, well, I'll this microphone, all which kind of re- reminds me of a... Uh, How can we be covering Rag of Glory and then hear, you hear that and you still like that album? <laughs> Yeah. You know yeah, what, has, Russ? That actually, that's actually a fair point. Has it's Ragged all, Glory cleansed your palate? It's all contextual. Landing on Water was heavenly because of the albums that came before it, but after listening to Ragged Glory all week, that is very troublesome to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It really, it's it really, fucking brutal. But you know what's not troublesome, Mike? Hmm. The, the AKG? Uh, the, a- the AKG mic- podcast microphone. The whole podcast starter kit I think it's actually pronounced <laughs> uh, But for real, it's, uh, it's a great mic. It's a great... Uh, it's great for podcasting. It's uh, very, mm-hmm. very easy to use. The setup was super, super easy, easy to yeah. use. Even we can make it work. And it's, uh, I mean, you can stand it on a desk like like Mike is doing right now, or you can p- plug it right into a mic stand. It's uh, Yeah, it's pretty nice. That's yeah, great. So thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, AKG. Early Christmas present from those guys in the uh, the Pantheon Podcast yeah, Network that we're a part of that hooked us up with. Yeah, so it's very to, nice. It's a Pantheon Podcast. We're super psyched to be Members of Pantheon, but uh, we're also super psyched to be covering Ragged Glory. We're also super psyched that we talked to Patterson Hood last week. That was yeah, pretty. That, great. that was a lot of fun. That was a that was a. Has Christmas he guys present. has he contacted you on the Chlamydia for Christmas project yet? <laughs> Not yet. I haven't heard anything. Did no? you send him our our album? Not yet. I'm waiting mm. for a little uh, Long May You Young merch to come. Listen, in. listen. If he back. wants an album, he's going to have to sign off on the song. Okay, that's true. That's true. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder, like, if he was like, "Yeah, I had a good time. I do want to." I do want to respond and share it, and then we all wrote like hashtag chlamydia for Christmas. Yes, like, mm, I might pass on this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably smart. That was fun though. It was weird to do a Zoom thing. This this feels much better. But uh, yeah, it was it was. I know we started off on Zoom, but it just doesn't it doesn't f- flow as well. Although yeah, Patterson, no, but Patterson that. made it easy. Yeah, oh, yeah. he that was, was great. great. He was the focus of the attention. There were a good. couple of like moments, and the audio was just not as great. The only now we got the AKG though, so yeah, that's right. Ew. The that's only fantastic. the only audio part that I noticed was when he brought up landing on water. Right, and it yeah. froze. Yeah, yeah, it froze. and it froze. <laughs> like the, the whole system was like, no, we're not. Even Zoom was like, this. that album sucks. <laughs> I'm gonna freeze up this podcast. Oh my god, that's great. Um, got some nice, um, 
okay, concerning because he brought up landing on water. Yeah, and he loved. He said he liked that album, uh-huh. and he learned to appreciate it. And on the uh, Neil Young subreddit, where I posted the uh, episode, uh, Drob Knee said, "Landing on water is a national treasure. How dare you? Cool podcast. Thanks for sharing." <laughs> Jeez, oh, I great. love that. I feel uh, I feel bad. We actually did record like forty minutes before the Patterson interview, but it it was just so much. We we decided right. we want to get right to him. Yeah, but there, we there we talked about the Eldorado EP a little bit, yeah, and how Neil kind of came back to turning his guitar all the way up and yep. being loud again. There were a few social things, but I don't remember what they were. But I mean, everyone loves freedom. Pretty yeah, much. I, I mean, mean that's a, it's a huge job. But I you know what yeah. I love this album way more than freedom. You, oh, absolutely. I actually like this album more than Freedom too. I, I think. think I do too. Yeah, I didn't know if but I Freedom, was Freedom's going got to. some really amazing songs on it. Freedom's catchier, but no, as a, I disagree. I think so. I don't know. No. I rock in I the think free I, world. Yeah, yeah, but every song on this album is catchy. Don't yeah. cry. This is, this is one of this is in my opinion is one of sneakily one of Neil Young's catchiest albums. Right, and we talked about every how song, he doesn't write every, a lot of catchy. Yeah, tunes. and this yeah. this album, I I would vent. I would yes. argue that it might be one of the catchiest I albums because. Almost every song has a hook and it gets stuck in your head. Oh, yeah. totally. Almost every song has a That's like true. a riff, like a yeah. like a, a riff. And he where pounds you... it into your head for ten minutes. Yeah, so yeah. you don't. You, but you, you don't forget. You don't get it. bored. Like, you don't get no, sick of it. That's the thing. No, there's you don't. Like ten minute songs and you don't even notice they're ten yeah. minutes long. It, I love it. Yeah, I, I I definitely think this one's way catchier than Freedom, but Freedom had. Uh, yeah, it's tough. But I think I like this one. I know that Patterson wouldn't agree, but I think he, he might. would also love this. Well, he he made a point about the, uh, this being another sort of trilogy too, right? Like, freedom, ragged glory, and, then and sleeps Weld. with angels. I think oh, is what I he think, said. Yeah, isn't art? Isn't art? It is. After this? It is. But yeah. he was saying that he would throw sleeps with angels. Oh, right. I think I could be wrong, but I'm hmm. pretty sure that's what sleeps he said. with angels. Like sleeps with angels is like the opposite of this album. Oh, really? Where it's like this album, they turned everything all the way up, and then on sleeps with angels, they still remained electric. But it seems like they played as gently as possible. Maybe it's got a whole different maybe that's vibe what he means. to it. Like yeah. he, maybe he means that it's some sort, of, you know. Yeah, I don't know. He that's what he said. I'm pretty sure. But, yeah, but I don't know. I think yeah, this one I like better. To in my opinion, I think it's it's just a little bit better. But yeah, I mean, you can't rock it in the free world is is what it is. It's it's an it's an SCC. Well, this is definitely in, this is you know this is in my top five. Absolutely, it's up there for me. It might be top three. Wow. Of all, of all, seriously, time. I can't even tell you how much I love this album. When, I really when it like came out in the in, when it came out, I was like, "This is like what I've been waiting for him to do." This I think a, a lot of I think a lot of his fans who stuck with him through the eighties yeah. were like, you know, Freedom came out. And they're like, "Okay, he's getting back to making rock, like a straight ahead yeah. rock." And then this came out, and it was just like, "Oh, if you know, this is like just if any if you going to going to like a cold beer." You know, yeah. after you're friggin' shoveling or whatever you're doing, and then you just break open that ice cold beer. Yeah, like a cold beer on a Friday night. It's just so. perfect. It's just satisfying. If every you're time. you're a big everybody knows this is a nowhere guy, and if and if yeah. if you're a Neil Young fan that's an everybody knows this is nowhere top person, this is definitely the record for yeah, you. For sure, absolutely. It's it's. Got I think all, it's better though. Better than everybody knows a this little is nowhere. Bit, I think. That's a tough call. Yeah, for me, I think it is. Yeah, I think I've, these are the this Ragged Glory and and everybody knows this is nowhere. I think are the two albums I've listened to the most from him. And live this Rust. one in my I opinion, listen to Live Rust a lot. This one, in my opinion, is underrated. I feel like it doesn't get as much credit as 
you know, obviously I, I don't, the, you know what I under, it, it was it was kind of a big hit when it came out and people embraced it and loved yeah. it and it influenced a lot of people. But I think coming out so close but to Harvest like Moon, it's it a Neil Young fan album. It's a it's a Neil Young fan who who was waiting through the yeah. 80s, yes. a Crazy Horse fan who was waiting yeah, through yeah, the 80s yeah. to exactly. let, him, Neil, let Crazy Horse yeah. do what a they Neil do Neil and the Horse fan album, right. but it's, in my opinion, a, an underrated Neil album. Just in general, I think it's, I really, I fucking, I like it a lot. No, I love it. I've, you know, and I didn't get sick of, okay, start it again. No, I don't need You know it. what I mean? And I've been like, listening to it for, geez, it's been out now for what, 30 years? It's been 30 years, and I've been listening to it for 30 years, and it's one of those albums I don't get tired of all the way through. You know, there's albums you listen to. Mm -hmm. Like, there's some Led Zeppelin albums I can't even listen to anymore because I'm just I'm so burned on them. Yeah. But this album is just every time. And I've listened to it about 20 times this week. Yeah. And it's it's awesome every time. 70% of the time, it's awesome every time. 60% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm being quiet. I'm, work, I'm in charge of drinks tonight. And I yeah, can't what, think... are we, uh, what are we having so here I, I haven't for Ragged de- Glory? I haven't decided what I'm going to call these yet. It's either going to be called Love to Burn, or because of the song, obviously, or uh, <laughs> Ragged Squirty. I like that one. Mm. That's definitely my goal. So let me tell you what's in it. We, we're starting with, it's, it's literally three equal parts. One part fireball. Oh, oh boy. One part squirt. Oh, all right. Squirt returns to the uh, the cocktails. And then I found this. It's a sour called a Club Paradise made by Hoof-Hearted Brewing. It's a... It's got a titty bird on it. It's got... Yeah. That's why yeah. I grabbed it. It's, it literally has a titty bird on it. We'll take a picture and of it. And it's like can. beach themed. It's like a... Yeah. It's definitely not Ragged Glory. And it's a but sour? It's, it's a sour. Like what's... what? It's pink. Why is it pink? Is it like a cranberry sour or... A, Okay, that's a nice color. Yeah, the color's nice. A little bit of a little foam. Up to the brim. Uh, you should probably stir them around. Okay, so what's in this? Uh, cherry, orange, grapefruit, grapefruit, grapefruit. Oh boy, you've had a few, haven't I've you? I've had a couple of these working on this recipe. Cherry, orange, grapefruit, and lime puree. Huh. Ooh, I love lime. I love lime. But let me make sure your cups are a little smaller than mine. Size, size well, we're not tremendous alcoholics That's like you are. Very, very good point. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, uh, I, I thought so what I'd are love we to burn because there's so a little bit of a burn. Before we drink it, we got to decide on a name. What's the squirty one? Ragged squirty? Ragged squirty. Ragged squirty. All right, to, to ragged glory. Here we go. Ooh. It's good, right? That's actually kind of... Isn't that good? That's, that's good. kind of festive. Like, Yeah. It has a spice taste to it. Yep. Yeah, it's Christmas. It's the yeah, it's the cinnamon, it's yeah. the fireball and the grapefruit together. I'm is, very proud of this. This one. is like a yeah, that's oh, good. This is good. We haven't had a, mm. like an actual really good one. In All right. A while. Well, I figured if it was bad, we could call it the fucking up. <laughs> very good, Luke. There you go. And with that, and with that we hit yes, the beam. very good. Oh yeah. Sit and listen.
And we are uh, proud members of the Pantheon Podcast Network. It's Long May You Young. We cover Neil Young's albums, his entire catalog by release. That includes the live albums, the reissues. We've done some of the films already. Yeah. And we've had some great guests on. Recently, we talked about it. Uh, Patterson Hood from Drive-By Truckers. Yeah. Talked to Freedom about us. Said that was uh, one of his favorites, that he would del- listen to that continuously while delivering pizzas. Yeah. Back in the day. <laughs> we, we talked to a uh, longtime Neil Young collaborator, Nils Lofgren. Yep. Uh, one-time Neil Young collaborator and Devo head, Mark, Mark Mothersbaugh. Mothersbaugh. And was and that it? No. Uh, n- no. I can't think I know. No, we didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't. That's called being cooched. We have two things here. You get, you're getting Nilsed. That's from Nils walking into the After the Gold Rush sessions and Neil going, I want you to play piano instead of guitar. And he's like, oh, okay. And then whenever you deny something that actually happened and there's like recorded evidence of it and you deny it, <laughs> that's called being cooched. <laughs> Literally written, published that, that, There's like total, like there's evidence, there's written, yeah, whatever it may be. But and if you deny it. You're being cooched. But it's, that's on you because Neil explicitly says don't be denied. That's right, man. That's the Very kind of Neil Luke. dad humor you're going to get on this. That's podcast. right. There's a lot of that also. Uh, if you're a new listener, uh, there, <laughs> I just feel like more and more we need, we need to publish a glossary of Yeah, all. I got to work on that. Yeah. Well, it, I think the big one is FNM comes up all the time. Right. Fucking Neil, man. So that's for that's fucking easy Neil, enough. Man. That's easy enough. Uh, and then it's uh, all the like the time traveling vampire stuff yeah. and mm-hmm. shit like that. I don't remember the, the titty episodes. Bird. Yeah, the titty, titty Bird was from Zuma. The uh, the semen talk. <laughs> that's just all Luke. That. That's just that's Luke. That's true. That's not that's, Russ or I. That's, that's all Luke. That is fair. There is some semen references on here. We'll we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. A lot of load talk. A lot of spud. Uh, not a lot, but some more spud talk. Yeah, that's pretty, right. Uh, yeah. He's got a lot of potato references in his music. Maybe Mark Mothersbaugh influenced him with his probably. theory on the potato being the and his little graffiti know. thing that he was. Putting That's right. He's right you now. know he respects the potato. It's on every plate, but yet it gets no respect. Not like the asparagus, which <laughs> is again, green, if green you and beautiful. Want to know what the fuck we're talking about? Go listen yeah. to our interview. Listen with to Mark, Mark Mothersbaugh, Mothersbaugh yeah. from Devo. Listen to his interview. We it's did. almost He's impossible great. to get through an episode without us <laughs> bringing up something from right. Well, know? we talk about ourselves a lot. Yeah, that's true. According to a lot of listeners, listen, you guys might think we're these. Podcast gods, but we're human beings, okay? Yeah. We sound like podcast gods we do. with this new AKG microphone. That's true. You do. Like, me and Russ sound like shit. That's well, true. Yeah. It's anyway, all the microphone. Youngsters, stop putting us up on a pedestal. Nope. <laughs> so wing and a miss. That was uh, not an SEC. That was not. <laughs> but I got you to say SEC. Fuck you. Yeah! Oh That's a win. Um, before we get into this album and social media stuff, a uh, few quick announcements. I gotta say, Luke, this is a, this is a good. I drink. do love this drink, drink right? Luke. That's Thank a that's you. a home I'm run. Very right proud here. of it. Yeah, that's Thank a you. good yeah. drink. This is the perfect like Christmas drink. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's it got totally that fits. little like that it's a little that winter holiday spice. Yeah. yeah, I'm telling you, it's without being pumpkin spice. Right. So cheers to that. Twenty twenty one. We're gonna do a, new, a youngsters. Young, if you want to try this, a young themed drink. Send us your picture of it. We want to see the pictures of your ragged squirties. Send us your. I don't know. Us, I feel like going in a ragged Send us JPEGs squirty. of your ragged squirties. And if thanks you guys to AKG once shoes. again for supplying yeah. the microphones. So for all this shit, <laughs> I don't want to call them ragged squirties anymore. I do. We got look. We stuck with youngsters. Yeah. Now our youngsters are going to be taking pictures of their ragged squirties and Get sending used them to, to it, us. Luke. That's yeah. what this is now. All right. This is your life now. You started it, man. It sounds like a shitty Pokemon. <laughs> Ragged Squirty? Yeah. Six like Squirtles, baby. 
It's a, it's squirrel. I choose you, ragged squirty. God, Luke, you are such a nerd. Yeah, I thought whatever. I was a nerd. Says but... the guy who who was desperate to do this Neil Young podcast with us. <laughs> yeah, but at least I'm not like overly into. I'm nerdy about cool stuff, Russ. Yeah, yeah. like Harry Potter. I'm nerdy Potter. about Neil Young. Ne- but... Fucking Pokemon. Pokemon and Harry Potter. I guess you're a Digimon guy. I don't know. What do you want me to say? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> I don't either, actually. I do, guys. I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I also do. But I was born in 91, so... Anyway, quick announcement before we get into this. We have a website now. It's longmayyouyoungpodcast.com. Not to be confused with longmayyouyoung.com, which eventually will be redirected to us. Is there a link to that up on the uh, website now? Uh, To our podcast or to the... Yeah, so people can see the David Crosby whalebone cone (laughs) thing. I don't know, but... (laughs) Oh, also, what the fuck? You guys got interns now over at Breaking the Ice? I had no idea. Good for you. I, I logged on and there's some dude that looks like Cat Stevens sitting there. Seriously, looks exact. <laughs> he looks like Cat Stevens right when Cat Stevens converted to Islam, like right when he changed his name to Yosef. <laughs> so, so yeah. when you were when you were like on the mic and stuff, and you were like, "Do you think I should?" So, what should I do? Should I like speak up? And he he was like, "If you want to speak up, speak, <laughs> speak up." up. <laughs> I'm being followed by a dumb intern. <laughs> Seriously, he, do, he has the beard. Ooh, he has baby, the beard baby, and everything. It's a Josh world. And that's the first thing I said. I was like, who the fuck invited Cat Stevens onto the podcast? And they were like laughing. And But he's he's not he's not Muslim. He's just from Brockton. Well, it's funny you said that because I've been thinking about getting an intern for long. May you young. <laughs> and I believe it could be. Seriously, he's getting. It could uh, be. Dan Moshpit. <laughs> I do this other podcast with with uh, Josh Dolan and Isaiah. It's called Breaking the Ice, and they got an intern. He's actually getting credit. Like, is he serious? Yeah, this is like a legit internship. Wait, how old is he? he I was like Cat Stevens, and he's an intern. He, I don't remember what we were talking about, but it probably had something to do about radio. That's so Josh again, Dolan. if you have no idea what the fuck we're talking about, sorry. Go back and listen to the early episodes. Our friend Josh Dolan, Mike Shue, also does a podcast with Also, you should know on this podcast, if someone says a quick announcement, it's not going to be a quick announcement. Yeah, are we going to talk about Neil Young or what? Well, I've been trying to. You guys keep fucking talking about Cat Stevens and shit, okay? You brought it up again. Listen, Listen. okay. I didn't want to talk about Seaman. This is is a classic Luke. This is a classic Luke. He totally derails us and then gets mad because we take too long. It's an SCCL. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. There you go. Derailing no, again. I'm derail trying to make a point. I said I want to make a quick announcement, and you fucks just keep going on these tangents. All right. Okay. Look, we got to talk about ragged yes, glory. But let it me deserves just get this hours. announcement out. Okay. We have a website now. Yes. It's longmayyouyoungpodcast.com. On that website, we have merch. Okay. If you click on, it's not all of it's not available yet. We're we're still waiting on some stuff. We got some stuff back ordered, but we got t-shirts. We got hats. Someone brought up Dan Moshpit. Shout out to Dan Moshpit because he was the first person to buy a t-shirt. Yay. Very limited amount of t-shirts available. Hopefully they'll be in, like we'll have them before Christmas right. and we'll send them out to you. You'll probably get them, I'm hoping, before the new year. But no guarantees on when you'll get them. But order them anyway. Or if. <laughs> no, they are coming. <laughs> yes, they are coming. Yeah. Um, but oh, and thanks to Dan Moshpit, you can buy a download of the theme song. That's right. And he bought one of those too. And that's only a buck. And, it, and I think it's worth at least three. Oh, thanks, Mike. So, you know, that's a deal. Well, every every time you go to our website, it helps us. If Google Long May You Young, click on, find our website, click on it, and buy literally every little thing helps. And on that note, we are uh, looking for sponsors for this podcast. Yes, we'll gladly yeah. accept sponsors like AKG. 
<laughs> yes. Fine people make sexy microphones. And we it's do. nice that we got a microphone, but we also really want money. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll <laughs> or also, product. I mean, if you're a brewery. Depending on the product. Is. I'll, I'll, like if Carlson's uh, Yeah, cider, Carlson's we've been trying to get since. You know, well, they want to send us a couple of cases a week. We we'll, make, we'll work with that. And we make drinks every week on yeah, this podcast. Because we're giving That's them right. free airtime right now. That's yeah. right. Yeah. We have been for a while. But our podcast yeah. does way better than I thought it did. As far When as, we're drunk. As far, well, as far as numbers go, we do like... Decently well, so if uh, and I'm sure most of our fans are drunk idiots like us. I, I hope so. Yeah. I hope they are. Yeah, but anyway, because <laughs> the drunker you get, the better we sound. I'm, I'm very proud of this drink. I've, I think I've never it's been really proud of this. Is a very really good, good drink. I like yeah. it a lot. The ragged good job, Luke. Thank you. Uh, quick, uh, another note: if you leave us a five star review on iTunes, we will read your review. We got another one. It just said freedom with a question, not a question mark, <laughs> an exclamation point. This is from Nick Ander Hoey. I think he left a review before, but he said, Another great show, gents. Loose change in my pocket, future in my hand. Wow. I think that's 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 Neil Young lyrics from something. I thought that was uh, Ed Sheeran. I thought it, at first I thought it was Springsteen. But no, I think it's Neil Young lyrics. We'll have to look it up. We don't know. We don't know anything no, about Neil Young. <laughs> We're just making it up as we, just, we go along. Yeah, slowly yeah. Figure mm-hmm. it out, Any more reviews? That was it for reviews. Uh, from the Neil Young subreddit where I post the episodes, and there's been a great discussion about Ragged Glory on there if you want to get involved. Okay. A lot of people saying, and I totally agree with this, you got to listen to it while driving at full volume. Yes. It really is one of the best driving albums of all time. I listened to it. On, I used to, when I lived in Richmond, Virginia, and would drive back here, it would, it would be part of the trip. Every almost every time, okay, we'd let nice. that fly. It was it's just fantastic. A couple of squirts up. and yeah, yeah, just like pounding the squirts on the Jersey Turnpike. Pounding the squirts on the New Jersey Turnpike at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the Neil Young subreddit Walk Like a Giant says the '80s was like a Shawshank prison for youngsters, and this album. This is talking about the Freedom episode, and this album was us. Coming out the end of that escape tunnel, just like Andy Dufresne. Freedom indeed. Yeah. Great episode. Yeah. I know you'd like that. Yeah, that's I did great. Because like Luke's a Neil, uh, a Neil Young freak. <laughs> and a Stephen, hey, King. And a Stephen Sha- King freak. Shawshank's right. my favorite movie. I think it's, my, it's in my top five. Uh, the guys uh, over at Performance Anxiety, which I, I, uh, he invited me on to one of their podcasts. I had a great dis- You'd love it, Russ. It was a great uh, defense of hair metal. Okay. From the eighties. Wait, you went on there? Yes. Yeah, oh, I actually I I, yeah, they actually let me on there. What, with, did it come, uh, did it with come Ryan, on already? No, not yet. Okay. With uh Ryan, who's a guitar player in Soul Asylum right now, and uh one other dude, I forget his name, sorry, but uh Performance nice. Anxiety, also part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. We still said, gotta get the punk tree guys on here for an yeah, we'll figure it out. He said, uh, hey Patterson Hood and Long May You Young, please let me know when Chlamydia for Christmas is released. I want a signed seven inch <laughs> signal. Single. <laughs> sorry. So we we mentioned we joked about that, and then uh, Patterson Hood said his wife wanted him to write a Christmas song, and he said "fuck that shit." But then he rethought it when he heard the words "chlamydia for Christmas," and you guys offered to contribute. So we're still waiting on him to uh, we'll see to send over the papers for our people to look at. It's coming, no pun intended. By our people, you mean your intern from your other podcast, Cat Stevens, Yosef. And I want to thank um, the Struggling Artist Podcast. That's at Podcast TSA on Twitter for recommending us, like um, or replying to at Podcast TSA. They asked like what what podcast do you recommend listening to, and he threw us up there. 
Nice. At Long May You Young. Deep yeah. dive into the albums of rock legend Neil Young. So thank you very much. The Struggling Artist Podcast, yeah, which I was you. also on. I want to say what's up to Trev. Jeez, you're a podcast whore. Yeah, I am, man. I'm trying to get the word out, guys. I'm actually going to be on another one tomorrow. Oh, Are Jesus you? Christ. Yeah. I was already on Distorted. Is it those people that you were on with before? What was it called? No, Distorted, Distorted Opinions. Yeah, great opinions. podcast. I was on with them already. They record like 12 weeks in advance. <laughs> I know. Some people like record like... Ten oh, of them all at once, like in three yeah. days, and then yeah. they just kind of put, them out. put them out, too. which is probably yeah. good. Like it's like we're like, should yeah. we do it? We're just Wednesday winging it. Morning. it comes out today. <laughs> we're just <laughs> winging it. No, it's usually Monday. We're the crazy horse of podcasts. That's right, man. <laughs> we really are. We just kind of you know, throw it out there and see if yeah. it works. Um, Oni or Lord Oni Sir on Twitter says, "Hey, at Long May You Young, your podcast got me to listen to Trans." Out of morbid curiosity, and it was an experience. <laughs> you put the three periods in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's called an ellipsis, Mike. Ellipsis, thank you. Then I had to re-listen to that episode for validation that this album was... Wow. That happened. <laughs> exact words. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I and we're uh, at Long May You Young on Twitter. If you want uh, to get in touch with us. We're also at Long May You Young on Instagram couple of youngsters here, Tanner Kennedy, in response to Freedom. He said, absolutely, Freedom rips, and Patterson was the perfect guest. I love that dude, because he had said great episode. Mm. Uh, Mikey Long Music is also a, a, a youngster. He said, best episode yet. Oh. Russ, you almost made me tear up at the end. Great work, and uh, great work all, and a new DBT fan here, Drive By Truckers. Nice. Uh, Larso Lawson also said fantastic episode and then like a bunch of people shared um, on their Instagram our, nice. our, our episode and then Scott Parks Scott Parks is Scotty a youngster Parks. and he shared he like posts what albums he's listening to on his Instagram all the time with like a now playing sign yeah. oh he, is he the vinyl junkie guy yeah oh that's yeah that's Scott Parks oh yeah. awesome he posted our album. Oh, nice. He was listening to Yes, that's right. I Make saw Things that. Better. Yeah. yeah. Town Media. Which is an excellent album. Everybody should seek that out, as yeah. well as the uh, Luke Condon solo album. That's right. Sad in October. That's right. For a few nice. months away, though. We're all happy now. Um, we are? We're good? No, we're getting there. I was worried. I listened to that album a few times. I'm like, oh, oh Lukey. <laughs> Oh, oh, thanks. Oh. I have an intern now, so I'm happy again. Oh, good. I pay him with tea for the Tillerman. So, <laughs> also oh God. today, is, also <laughs> on Instagram, today is the present uh, is the tag, and she said, "Youngsters podcast is very great with a heart." Oh, nice. Yeah, that means she loves us. <laughs> she loves us. Nice. I'm also new to, new to Instagram. I literally just got one because I wanted to plug my solo album a little more. Mm-hmm. But I've been talking a bunch with uh, another youngster, Elliot Moses, mm-hmm. who is uh, he does he sent to me uh, a cover they did of L.A. Oh it was wow, pretty damn good. That's a cool cover. And uh, I'm gonna I I got I haven't looked it up. I'm bad at checking my messages. But I got to look it up, but uh, I want to plug his band. And I think he said a couple of the members of Uncle Cracker are in his band. Get out. I swear to God. No. Yeah. They're Detroit huh. guys. So, But yeah, he's a huge like, Give me Neil the Young guy, boys. a big The Band guy. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, shout out to Elliot. That's awesome. Moses. Yeah, he's always on our Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I won't read everything on Facebook. There's way too much. Oh, e- I posted, yeah, I posted yeah. the album cover up But I'll read a few things glory. to kind of get us into the Ragged Glory conversation. Um I'll start with Scott Parks because this was fascinating to me. He said, absolutely incredible record. 
I was hoping for a 30th anniversary final reissue, but it didn't happen. And then this part, the original pressing is pushing $100 on Discogs. Wow. For that. I don't have I don't have it. I wish I had this on vinyl. There is a reissue coming out. It was supposed to be out. Two years ago. Right. Um, but it's they found 38 extra minutes of music. Which he was going to release there. as Ragged Glory 2, correct? Or is that something else? No, you're right. He was going to do that. Um, but they're just going to reissue it as a double album. So on the vinyl note, I will say this from uh, someone named Paul Gase. Giamatti? Yep, Paul Giamatti. No, mm-hmm. Paul Ga- uh, Gase or Gassy. <laughs> Giamatti. Uh, he says, one of the most exciting... I'm never going to drink Merlot. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Decently angry Giamatti impression. Uh, he, Paul says, one of the most exciting moments in my listening experience was hearing those amazing notes at the beginning of Country Home. Oh, Simply yeah. great. Yeah. Um, but then at the end of this, he says, warning, the vinyl version is horrible. He says, wait for the 2021 or 22 expanded reissue. The vinyl... Or the album was simply too long for two sides of vinyl, no bottom end and very quiet, which I, is probably hmm. right because it's this album's over an hour long, and most vinyl like they don't recommend right. you going more than twenty minutes per side, yeah, or twenty four tops, I believe. So, <laughs> which is interesting. And then, um, well, it's great on the archives. On the, on so the app. It is yeah. so different. It is. Yeah, it yeah. really amazed me how how more live. Yeah. It sounded in high res because you can hear where Neil's doing his like eh, thing. You know, he's like wavering yeah. and you can hear him moving around the mic. Right. Which is, I mean, yeah. it just adds so much to it. Another note on the vinyl. Good old John Locke says, just started to really listen to this record last week despite owning a signed copy of it. Jesus. Oh. Uh, but over the past week, and especially today, it's grown on me. Um, I'm trying to get to all of the, I'm not going to get to all of them, but I'll just read a few of them. Sam Bradley says, if long may you run birthed yacht rock, then I guess ragged glory birthed grunge. That's debatable, but it did come out right as grunge was taking off and yeah. it wasn't quite mainstream yet in 1990, you yeah. know, Nirvana, you know, uh, nevermind hadn't really hit, wasn't even recorded yet. I don't think, mm. You know, Pearl Jam hadn't released anything. When was Nevermind? Was that 92? I think it was 91, I want to say. I don't know. I have no idea. Listen, this isn't a Nirvana podcast. (laughs) You're right. This is a a Yusuf Stevens podcast. Welcome to In Utero, a deep dive into Nirvana. (laughs) My name is Percy. (laughs) Welcome to Tape Me. From the Green Mile. Tape Me. (laughs) Jeez. Welcome to Polly Wants a Podcast. (laughs) Welcome to Long May You Never Mind. Why are we this shitty California guy <laughs> know, from the 90s? I know, too? right? I'm sorry. <laughs> Smells like teen podcast. But, you know, he did he did earn that Godfather of Grunge label and it was yeah. mostly because, you know, this the timing of this album coming out. I can't I can't really say he planned it cuz 1990 was right at that point where it's He's starting, a time traveling vampire. It's very what true. else do this, people need? This proves it. He is a time traveling vampire, but it's it's like it didn't. Re- it was just starting to get out of Seattle at this point, you know that that whole that yeah. whole scene yeah, was, and everything. Was, first, it was moving west to Seattle, but then it started. To well, and speaking of east. that whole scene, Pearl Jam covers Neil all the time. They cover. They, they cover, cover fucking, fucking up. up all the time. Yeah. Well, they yeah they they did an album with a Mirrorball. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Do you have the, the yeah. one he, of their versions of fucking up? I'm sure I can pull it up yeah. towards the end, yeah. He was I think he really attached himself to Pearl Jam because he knew that they were genuine, but at the same time 
I think he felt that he didn't want what happened to Kurt Cobain to happen to them. And he could see that they were getting huge yep. and that it was fucking with their heads. And I th- he just basically went in there and said, you guys are already successful. You can do anything you want. Mm. And they were like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite interviews oh, with yeah. those guys is uh, there's some MTV interview and someone said, so can you tell us a little bit more about the Seattle scene? And then fucking... Uh, Eddie was like, he looked at one of the other guys in the band, and he's like, what a great question. No one ever asks about the Seattle scene. (laughs) (laughs) Just being a fucking dick about it. Yeah, but that whole grandfather of grunge I don't know if this album's grunge, but you can, there are notes of it in it. Well, you know what? It's not like he did anything different to make it the way he sounded. This is like a crazy horse album. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. through and through. I mean, you have updated recording equipment and stuff like that. But I don't, you know, I don't think he went out of his way to sound like that. He wanted to get back with Crazy. There was some doing and getting back with Crazy Horse on this. He had had a bad relationship with Ralphie Molina and Billy Talbot because he had, you know, what he did with Crazy Horse through the 80s and... It wasn't a good experience, and he made them go through all the stuff with trans. Frank was kind of there for all of it. Frank stayed on with it, and yeah. Frank, like Frank, embraced technology as yeah. opposed to the other two guys. Frank became a computer expert, yeah. and you know, Frank was into the whole Blue Note thing. He was a computer man. Turns out the other two guys were right <laughs> to not. Well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, 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 I guess you could say yeah, <laughs> but they were like their their relationship, especially after the Blue Notes thing. You know, where he fired both of them, yeah. you know, Billy and, and Ralphie. So he had to set up a meeting with them and Briggs. And Briggs was like, look, you're just part of the band. You want me to produce this album? You're just another one of the guys in the band to me. If you try producing this album, I'm fucking leaving. I don't want you getting your fingers into any of this shit. And then he had to set up a meeting with Crazy Horse. And Poncho had to kind of talk to the guys first to convince him to go to this meeting at some ranch somewhere in between his ranch in Los Angeles. And then when they got there, it was super tense. And Ralph was like, you know, I, Ralph said, if he says one wrong thing, I'm walking out of there. So it was just a bad situation. So Neil ends up like apologizing for everything, everything in the eighties. It's all my fault. You know what I put you, what I put you guys through and what I was going through with Geffen you know, that's all my fault. I take full responsibility. I, re- I apologize for the way I treated you and, and I didn't have faith in you and all this stuff. And then Ralph was like, well, if we're going to record an album together, I don't want to do it at the ranch. Really? Right? I don't want to do it at Broken Arrow. All right. And we want to, him and Billy were like, we want to take our time with it. We want to really work on the songs. We were re- really work on the recording. What ended up happening is they recorded at Broken Arrow <laughs> And they spent three weeks recording. And then, they, and then they went, and then they went, and we also want to bring in our friend Rusty Kershaw. And That's they, right. And then they stepped aside. Rusty comes in with like a bone saw, right? And he's like, "Bone saw, he's right. ready." And he put a gun in Neil's face. <laughs> yeah. And he said, "I want a case of Fritos now." I had to get a Spider-Man reference. No, I got it. That was great. Um, so that's that was like. It took a lot of doing to get back with Crazy Horse. But I'm so glad that it worked out. And I'm also so glad they recorded at the ranch. And I love the way they recorded this album. I know. It's a, it's, it, awesome. it's kind of like what yeah, they did with like, Tonight's what Night. Was it two sets a day? Two sets a day, never yeah, in the for same two order. Weeks. Yeah, they so would nothing just switch repeated. the order of the songs. And then they just did it. For yeah, for a, for a few. I thought weeks. it was two weeks, and then yeah, uh, and they did. They, they, they did took the best take. And yeah. the, well, the thing is, they didn't listen back to it. Right. They just recorded for two weeks, and the guy who 
Briggs brought in this engineer who we really liked. Um, I think it's Mark Hanlon. And Mark Hanlon had always Wait, wanted... Mark Hamill? Yeah, Mark Hamill. Whoa. Why? Do you know that name? From summer school? Yeah. <laughs> From Corvette Summer? School? <laughs> You're thinking of Mark Harmon. Corvette Russell. Summer School. Oh, Mark, Mark Hamill's fucking Luke Skywalker, you idiot. Corvette. That's still awesome, though. <laughs> I got my marks wrong. What was his Mark name Hamill in Summer School? Mark I don't Mr. know why. Was his name that. Mr. Cooper? I think it was Mr. Cooch. Coop, was it? No, was it Mr. Cooch? It was That'd something so like funny. that. No, it wasn't. I feel ashamed because I'm a huge Star Wars guy. <laughs> Dang, too. No, you like Star Wars <laughs> more than me and Mike combined. I know. Oh, dude, I'm finally watching The Mandalorian. It's 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 good. Yeah, the second it's, season's awesome. Wait, did, are you wait, on did the you second the, season yet? I'm halfway through it. Yeah. Have you got? Have you oh, seen nice. the Rosario Dawson episode? I did. No, I'm caught up. No, don't say anything. Oh, it's so good. All right, that's my favorite one so far. All right, I'm caught. Yeah. It's good. That though. is a good one. I just. I, I really like that, this most recent one. Though. I also love that Giancarlo, Giancarlo Esposito just always plays the same guy. Yeah, <laughs> just, I know he's Gus. He's Gus Fring <laughs> in space. He's, he's Gus Fring in space. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. We're in fucking the boys. He's just. Gus he's Fring. Darth Gus. Right. Just like space Apollo <laughs> yeah. Creed. He's, he's Darth Gus. <laughs> Darth. Darth Gus. <laughs> los, <laughs> los Poyos Hermanos from the dark side. Even in Community, he just plays this like sneaky. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. A second. Los Poyos Empiros. Hey, hey. Are you just drinking straight Fireball out of the I bottle right taken, now? I took one sip. I'm, I just noticed you have a I'm bottle making, of Fireball in your hand. I'm He's got it between his legs. Put the Relax. fucking bottle Relax. down, man. Hey, yeah, you talk we're about both going to need another ragged squirt. All, right. All right, set him up. So I'll anyway, yeah. More. So this guy, um, Hanlon, he's the engineer, and it's the first time he's working with Neil Young, and he doesn't start off well because they're in there playing together. And he heard something. He walked into the barn where they were recording, and he walked in front of Neil's amps to fix something, and Neil stopped and turned around and says, don't ever fucking walk in front of my amps while I'm playing. What? <laughs> and he was like, oh, that was from Shaky, from Jimmy McDonough's Shaky. And he said that was a bad start. So he was out in a mobile truck, and Briggs said, look, you got to just capture the moment, you know, like Briggs does. It's the sonic verite. And he said, they're not going to listen. Don't let them listen to it. Don't let them listen to what they recorded because they're going to overanalyze it. And Neil Young said the same thing. You just play it the two sets a day. Yeah. For three weeks, change the like you're playing a gig or whatever, but don't listen back to it. So this guy was so terrified on the day of playback because then, like you said, they went in, they listened to the takes Mm -hmm. and they picked the ones they liked. Right. He was thinking, what if they don't like the way it sounds? And for three weeks they've been playing and I did a shitty job recording it. And he said he had his bag packed in his car ready to go on the day of playback because he was just going to (laughs) run. But they obviously they ended up liking what he did, Fucking and so did all of us. <laughs> yeah, but you know that's I think that's what a, was the guy's name? What was it? It was Mark Hamlin. I oh, think. that's right. Yeah, Mark Hamill. Hamill, some kind of actor, I guess. Was he? No. <laughs> well, what I a piece of junk. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was afraid Neil was going to say. Did you only get one of those beers? It's like shooting womp rats. Womp rats. Was that rats? Womp rats in Beggars Valley. Yeah, Mark Hanlon. I think that's his name. Shit. Hold, hold on. You got to edit this, Luke. I'm not I'm totally editing this. Lost. No, it's just because you guys fucking pounded your first ragged squirties. <laughs> yeah, I'm blaming my Star Wars flub on your fucking squirties. <laughs> squirties. Squirties. Yeah. Well, that is a great way because you don't think about it. You don't go in and listen to what you recorded and then want to change things right away. Right. You're kind of set with this is your performance. And, you know, luckily it came out great. But they did that. Yeah. He did that with Tonight's the Night, too, I believe. They just 
kept playing and they kept recording. And then afterwards they kind of went through everything and picked the best takes, as you can tell from the Neil Young archives volume two and that awesome oh my version gosh, yeah. of, um, speaking out mm. where Neil is so shit faced. Mm-hmm. It's fucking awesome. Did you guys get through it all yet? The archives. No, I still haven't no, yet. I haven't gotten well, through it. I kept listening yet. to this. I, like you said, Russ, you get to the end of this album and I got my Spotify set or even the archives to just go, Rip right to the beginning, mm-hmm. and once that the the first track hits that, yeah. it's yeah. so you just can't not can't not go all the way through, it and again. then it kicks in, and it's just like this. It's like a wall of sound, yeah, and it's yeah, it's crunchy, but it's got melody to it. And yeah. then right here, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and like that that sort of. Distant guitar, like it's swallowed up by yeah. the, you know. But that, but this, then you add those harmonies on top of yeah. it, so it's like crunchy, it's loud. But then you've got these beautiful harmonies on top yeah. of it. And so many bands. There are this this album does have some awesome vocal stuff, some singing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Some yeah. of their best vocal performances. And every song, except for the last one, because it's obviously just like an anthem, right? But I'm pretty sure every song has like a a hook. And the and the guitar yeah. has like a riff, a, like a catchy riff. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and that's why is... I was saying to what you were saying about freedom. I was saying I think this one is more catchy because freedom doesn't have that same sort of everything is hooky and catchy like this one does. Right. I, I meant more. I, freedom to me was okay. So the difference between freedom and this one, this one's more pure to me. Freedom. He still has. He's got like little whispers of the eighties. And not necessarily in a bad way, but he they're still there. This one, it's just him and the horse. It's right. the and four it's fucking guys. In a room. And it's great. Yeah, it's and what they, they do the best. Yes. Yeah. So it and I it, it's it's not even like I like one or the other better. I think I do probably lean towards this one better because it is it just feels so pure and so so like almost joyful. Is does that, that make is sense? the perfect word for it. Yeah. You can hear the joy in their playing. Yeah. You can hear the interaction and the fun they're having with each other. Mm. You can totally hear in the vibe. And that's what they always said about like Briggs and Neil and everything. Don't spook the horse. And there was no spook in the horse Yeah, on this one. That's actually, the guy's name is John Hanlon, not Mark Hanlon. I'm sorry. But that's what Briggs told John at the very beginning before they started rolling. He was like, mm. look, the first thing you got to do is get a good relationship with Crazy Horse. Because if you get in good with those guys, they'll feel good about you. They'll yeah. feel good playing because mm-hmm. then they get paranoid or whatever. You know. Plus, Neil told them they could do any drugs they wanted, whatever <laughs> they wanted to do, as long as they could play. You know, so that probably yeah. helped too. I, I love when he when he, it says according to Young, the approach that approach of uh, the way they recorded the album. It said it took analysis out of the game during right. sessions, yeah. allowing the horse to not think. Which yeah, is I wrote great. down a quote from him. What did he say? He said, um. Thinking is deadly for the horse. <laughs> this is this is his sixth album with Crazy Horse at this oh, point. Oh, okay, right. Um, and I was trying to remember them all, and I could. The one I forgot was Life. I forgot. You almost forget about Life in the eighties. Yeah, well, but that's Life. There's a lot to forget about Life. Yeah, in the eighties. Yeah, but I think I would say this is not my favorite of his horse record, but this might be my second favorite with Crazy Horse. And Crazy Horse, I don't know if this is... What's your top, Zuma? Oh, shit. This, is, my third. this one is the most similar to Zuma. 
Yes. Where I it's think just, this might except be. for there's no acoustic tunes on here. Yeah, I don't know if it's that similar to Zuma. Well, as far as like the, the rock stuff on Zuma. It's not as produced as Zuma. Up to this point, this might be one of my... This might... Mm, might be my top Crazy Horse album. Now, do, are really? you saying that because of the path we took to get here, do you think? Or do you, th- or do you mean just... I just really enjoy this album and these songs. But what I'm saying is, would you feel the same if you listened just to, like, Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere, and then... I don't know. I yeah, like done if we that. just did yeah. Crazy Horse yeah. albums. <clears throat> That's a good question. I might yeah, have to try Because of that. what we just trudged yeah. through. Oh, we just trudged that. through a... a yeah. You know, they call it the ditch trilogy. That really should have been. I feel like if the I 80s. did that, it might yeah. be hard to you know. not. If if I did that, it might be hard to not choose. Everybody knows this is nowhere, Azuma. Yeah, but then again, this album, I really like it. See, this one, I go. I think because I go I back to, to this I want to try to separate myself from our deep connections to some of the songs from Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere and Zuma. Right. You know, like Cinnamon yeah. Girl and fucking from Zuma, like Cortez and shit like that. It's, those songs are so. In the zeitgeist, they're so Neil, right? That it's hard to separate your your. If I was to just, uh, I don't know. You know, do you understand what I'm saying? I totally know what you're saying yeah, because yeah. they're it's those those are huge huge yeah, songs. Yeah, and Ragged Glory doesn't have huge song. songs. Well, where well in in the pop in the culture in they're culture, not com- right. right compared to those. But like to if you're me, talking about radio me. play and what it people were, would know in the mainstream. Right. What were Neil even Young. the singles off this? Was it Mansion, Mansion on, on a Hill? hill was like, yeah, Mansion yeah. on the Hill, and then um, I believe Love to Burn was edited down for really? a single. Hmm. I would have thought the first track would have been a single. Oh, easily too. I mean, I'll, it, I'll, it just ropes you right in. A lot of these, I guess. You're right, Russ. This is very catchy. This is a very catchy ass album. Yeah. yeah, think once you go th- once we go through it, you're gonna. It's like. It, it's, Would you say it's catchier than Chlamydia for Christmas? I don't know. That's, well, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. I haven't heard from Patterson. The only one who knows yet. that is Neil Young. He's, <laughs> that's right. You know, but the in the the recording process for this, it was like just like they did with Tonight's Tonight. It was all just live, and so John Hanlon was like, "What do I do about all the everything's bleeding through everything." And I think that added, <laughs> I think that totally added to the mm. sound because the sound is so thick. Yeah, yeah dude. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah. It's beefy as fuck. It is. This is it a is Dan just, Mosh Pit It is. Special. This is oh, the yeah. Dan Mosh Pit fucking yeah. bench press special. Let it bleed. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about leakage. <laughs> fucking turn it up louder, you pussies. Fucking Come on, stop fucking up and more fucking Let's go. Up. It's fucking leg day. Do it over and over again. <laughs> Let's go. Over and over. Squats. <laughs> now. Soup. <laughs> Lats for days. Let's go. That's right. Burn the quads. You got quads to burn. I'm thankful for my hunky seps. <laughs> we just love Dan Mosh because he bought merch. That's right. Thank yeah. you, Dan. I'm He's been an- there since the beginning. I'm also annoyed I didn't get picked to be the intern for breaking the ice. What the fuck? <laughs> I got Cat Stevens got picked over me. I just polished my Oakleys. Polished. Dan Moshpit is probably not like that at all. We're just oh, guessing. I don't know. We're, yeah, thank you for having a know. sense of humor. What if it's actually just Dan Fogelberg? That'd be tough because isn't he dead? Supposedly, yeah. I don't know. Neil he changes and he changed his name to Dan Moshpit to be more low key. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> He's the only guy in the Moshpit with hiking boots on. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Fogelberg. <laughs> Please don't say fucking Fogelberg. So you you have some more shit there, Shoe? Or I I wanted to. I, um, you inspired me last week 
Why? What did I do? Because you got back to the theme thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then that sparked it in me. No, for, that's Mike's thing now. For this. No, that's story. my thing now, Russ. Do you have one for this it's one? mine. Or no? I do. Actually, well, what do you, what's yours? Let's so, just figure that. So I don't know if it's an AA thing or if it's... I heard it. I heard this a while ago when I was listening to like Ram Dass or something. This idea of of uh, this sort of trilogy to when you're in when you're lost in a in a, either like crazy thought patterns or addictions or just whatever sort of negative thing that you're in your mind or in your life that you're at. There's this sort of system you can use to help yourself. Sort of, I guess get out of it yeah and obviously my i'm not using the appropriate language probably but it's the three prong sort of thing is that you it's observe accept surrender and so when you were talking last week that i think this one this album ties in and is almost the second part to what you were saying last week that there's a price for everything yeah so i think this is the the second part of that so if that if last week you're observing that there's a price for everything, right? This is the next step in that where you're accepting what that means hmm. and, and you're you're hopefully moving towards the final step of surrendering to to that. Do you know what I mean? Right. So and I'll as we go through, I'll sort of I'll so for instance, you, you talked about the the price to pay, right? Mm-hmm. Freedom, fame, success, et cetera, yeah. right? All that stuff for your for your actions, for whatever. Uh so then for this one, it would be that you, let's say now you, okay, you observed that, that, that that's what's going on. Now you, you accept that you are going to keep fucking up, right? So you, you, you observed it, but that now That AKG you, really picks up the, uh, <laughs> the burp noise. The, the fucking, gas for my Italian sub. Then I have to accept that, right? You yeah. know? So, <laughs> but like you're going to keep going back in your mind over a lost love, over and over again, right? Yeah, right? Like right, that type yeah. of shit that, that and hopefully- and I'll, as we go through, like I'll point out times, okay. but I think this is that next step. I think this is sort of if 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 freedom was observing it, this is sort of accepting it and and hopefully hopefully moving on to to you know surrendering to it and not letting it control you. I had a very I guess it was it's a similar okay theory on this, which is move forward, mm. right? So yeah, it's kind of what you're saying. Yeah, accept it, move forward. Yeah. My whole thing was like, there's obstacles in your way. There's things that you're going to fail at. So what the, what the failing forward. Yeah. Right. So if you're going to fail, you're going to fail doing something and then taking that knowledge like the eighties, mm. right? There was in our opinion, lots of failures. He was taking that mm. and moving forward with it. Yeah. Right. And we talked about that with Patterson, you know, Patterson brought up the whole suffering through the eighties. And right. I was saying that sort of the Buddhist, Buddhist mystical sort of, thing of suffering brings about that freedom but i think it it goes along with these steps you know this three-part thing because patterson also was talking about the duality right the duality Mm -hmm. of neil and that sort of binary moving towards non-binary sort of way of thinking and that ties in exactly with what i think you're saying here so for instance even the title ragged glory you know it's you yeah, got there. You got there, but it's fucked up. But you, you, and you know it's fucked you got up. A lot you of, see that it's you fucked got a up, lot of scars, and you want to move forward, like you said, right. failing forward. What were you going to say, Luke? I was going to say you guys sound like two motivational speakers going over talking points with each other <laughs> right before you hit a good yeah. middle school. Hey, Cat okay. Stevens, can we get a little yeah, we, uh, yeah. reverb over here? Can you on? get me a fucking coffee, <laughs> Yosef? 
Jesus fucking. No, I know what you're saying. Right? I agree with that. Yeah. It de- where, what does Ragged Glory, what does that mean to you guys? Because I've been thinking about the title a lot. It, it kind of means like what Russ was saying. That's what like, I get from To get to this part with Crazy Horse, they've been through, think about what we've talked about. They've been through some shit. Deaths, you know, drug overdoses. Fucking yeah. up. Fuck, yeah, just fucking yeah. up. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. There's been a lot of fucking up. There's been a lot of bad blood. There's been tension. There's been judgment calls that nobody agreed with. Right. But they got to this point yeah. and it seems like we've moved through it. Yeah. You've observed it. Well, you've in, accepted it. Yeah. And now you're taking it and you're putting it, that energy or that knowledge. Like, because we talked about in the last episode, he went through all these experiments in the 80s and it seemed like in freedom, he was using some of the best of those things he was dabbling with. Mm-hmm. So even though he made a, an album like Everybody's Rockin', there was some stuff in there. Or, you know, the Blue Notes album, there were horns in there. Right. You know, and, and so I think Ragged Glory means this is what we, we've achieved it. We're, we're here. Right. We're great. We're still alive, but we've got a lot of scars to show for it. I, I had the same feeling and to me like we talked about this with freedom last time too where you that whole idea where you don't get freedom without all the shit before Mm -hmm. you don't get that and to me it's like you don't really get glory whatever your definition of glory is like there's no such thing as like if it's just like this clean polished thing and you're like all of a sudden on the top it's fucking fake and you're not it's not gonna last yeah, unless, how long can unless, paradise last, right. really, without you wanting to just press unless, a button that says chaos? Unless random, it's ragged you know? glory. It's not right. glory at all. Yeah. Right. Boom. Thank you. You're welcome. That's beautiful. Thank You're you. the motivational speaker, Luke. Thank you. I just want to fucking build the Eiffel Tower right, right On now that note, out uh, of French fries. Russ, Mike, and I will be at Hopkinton Middle School. Uh, right. Don't do drugs. Yeah, well, right. let me know what you have, and I'll tell you if it's good or not. When you shouldn't do it. Give I'll it t- to us. Yeah, surrender that's it. right. Give me your drugs. And theme, because, surrender your right, drugs. Right, surrender your drugs to observe the drugs. Can I just say one thing, though, about the 80s and Neil, and I'm glad we're through it, and we made it through it. Yeah, we did. I'm proud of you guys. Yeah, it was, it was hard. Um, yeah, we're out of it. Mike, you lived it. I did live it. It was it ragged. Was, it was confusing. Because that's when I got into Neil Young, and then the stuff he was putting out when I was just getting into him was confused. I was like, "Why is he? Why is he doing this?" I'm yeah. listening to Live Rust. I'm like, "Why is he fucking? Why is he doing this? Using a vocoder?" <laughs> Mike just sitting. It's there like with Jaws. Why, why are you doing this? It's like Jaws. It's like watching Jaws. Jaws two after the first Jaws. You're like, "Oh wait, my god, why? What is happening? What why did fuck? you do this? Why did you make this? <laughs> no." So he had this quote. I wish I had it in front of me. I think we brought it up in the last episode. Once you destroy everything you've done before you, you attain a certain freedom. Oh, yeah. I'm paraphrasing. It was something yeah. like that. So he did that through the 80s. He he tried his hardest to alienate his fan base and, and really lay waste to everything he did in the 70s. Mm. And it was kind of like he was purging to see who who would last. And then... Whoever would last, he rewards them with freedom and ragged glory and becomes that Neil we all know and love again. My theory is he did the new Coke thing. Okay? Explain. So he was he was already huge, but like Rust never sleeps. He had that whole I don't want to corrode kind of thing. I need to keep it fresh. So do you guys remember New Coke? Mm-mm. Okay, so not really. Coca-Cola had this plan. They were going to put out new Coke. They oh, change... Coca-Cola. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Coke. No, no, not cocaine. No. Because that's been the same forever. Yeah, that's been the tried and true. Um, Crack. So, like, 
new Coke. They put out new Coke. Yep. And it tastes like Pepsi, and it's terrible. Okay. Right? And everyone's thinking, well, Coke is succumbing to the pressure Pepsi's putting on in, like, the 80s and 90s. They're scooping up pop stars and athletes and everything, and yep. they're the drink of a new generation. So everybody hates it. And then they say, okay, well, we'll put the old Coke out, but we'll call it Coke Classic. And it ends up selling way more and becoming way more popular than it ever was. Huh. Okay. The 80s to Neil may have been new Coke. He was really doing that. He was really burning it all down, like he said. Yeah. And then coming, and then he came back in the 90s, and what happened? He was bigger. Stronger than ever. Yeah. His legendary status. Neil Young Classic. Neil Young Classic, right? And it tasted way better. The Blue Notes was the new Neil Young. (laughs) Freedom was like the, the, yeah, we'll bring back the the classic Actually, you're right about the purge thing, Mike, is I got all my bands in one room, and I gave them one night to to purge. (laughs) Ralph Molina grabbed a pickaxe and just went to town on the International Harvesters. I don't even drink Coke. The fuck are you talking about, Mike? That's, I, I don't drink corporate soda. I make my own soda. I make my soda from potatoes. That's right. Potatoes and honey slides. Let's hit it. All right. Let's Russ get is done. Russ is ready. Oh, we're coming on an hour. All right. Uh, we already played this, but it's worth playing again. Yeah. I'll raise my ragged squirty to this. Oh. I know, I just want to sit here and listen to the album yeah. and drink cocktails. Yeah. We should do that. <laughs> yeah, we should just do that anyway. Yeah. How about that line right there? So I don't like going down to the flats because I can't get a rolling start, and then I have to pay the bill. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you guys? I don't know. This is I mean, a- it's obviously a car reference, yeah. but what is that? Is that a metaphor for... I'm going to be fairly useless as far as like lyric interpretations for this. Because you're drunk. I understand. No, but also because that whole line about the like thinking is dangerous to the horse, right. I feel like applies to a lot of interpretations lyrically of this. And I try like I try to dig deep on some of these. Mm-hmm. Like even this one, this song just feels fucking good to me. I don't know. It what does. That, yeah. well, it's just the a... right combination of chords and the guitar playing. This is one of Neil's best guitar albums. And he ever. takes his time. Oh, with I it. agree. This this album right. is a big fucking just guitar huge orgy. Guitar album. And you, that's that's a key phrase right there. He takes his time with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. doesn't care if the song's ten minutes. Like I, you know what? I never realized until recently that that song is seven fucking minutes long. Yeah, it's not even. It never even it. seemed yeah. like. I was like, oh, it's over. It's not even close to the longest song on the no. record. No. And it just doesn't even seem like that at all. Every song on, I'm telling you guys, as we go through, think about the guitar riff in this. Every song has this sort of riff that just fucking yeah, gra- it just beautiful. hooks you. Yeah, it's, it's just, but at the same time, it's catchy, but it's pretty. It's brutally loud. Yes, and distorted. Like yeah, John Hanlon was saying during the sessions, it was yeah. kind of like those El Dorado sessions we talked about. 
he this guy couldn't even be in the same room with the band because it was so fucking loud. Yeah. You know, and that's why he was getting the but leakage. He, but he also know? like on on this album especially. You know how uh, You know how when some people buy dogs and then like 5 years down the road they look like their dog. Like yes. their dog and them you're like you guys are the same now. That's how I feel like the horse music and lyrics have starting to go on on this album. So like when you hear this riff it's the lyrics without even saying the lyrics. Like the chorus, I'm thankful for my country home. It gives me peace of mind. Somewhere I can walk alone and leave myself behind. He doesn't even need to say that. You hear that in that fucking riff. Right. You it's some kind of it's some kind it's some it's an easy feeling. Yeah, he just despite being super also, loud and hard and distorted. Yeah, it's an easy feeling. Yes, couple things about a peaceful that. easy feeling. Oh, Write that down, Luke. <laughs> Write it down. Okay, that's from something. Yeah, like. no, is it really? Slynn would know what that. No, is. Yeah, she would know. Um, <laughs> some shitty band. <laughs> um, couple things about that. So, first of all, another we may have mentioned this in the past with. Other episodes probably, but new new long may you young drinking game is anytime he compares city and country. Yeah, that Again. is a common <laughs> yeah. theme from the so, very first album. Yeah, on the album cover. Yeah, yes. the yeah. album covers. You know, trans had that and, same thing. And we thing. definitely talked about it then. I think for my whole musical career, what I've just been trying to say is cities and countries are different. Yeah, <laughs> urban here, areas and rural areas are not I, the he, same. He, just he, trying to get that across to people because one has birds. <laughs> here, that's right. Here's here's what I'll say though about that is that. To go back, and I'm not trying to, I swear I'm not trying to force this, but what I think differentiates this song is that he, that line you read, Luke, the I leave myself behind. Talk about a spiritual, I mean, come on. He, that's it, why it, he did it. Yeah. That's why he and, moved to Topanga Canyon, and then that's why he moved out but of there. But it's just such a, it's such a, the, the, again, the observer, right? The, mm-hmm. so who is the eye? You know, who is the Neil that he is referring to? Right. Who's the myself that he's right, leaving yeah. behind? And who's the one si- observing that one that he's leaving behind? So it's just these cycles, you know, cycles of Neil that cycles are always trying to get away from themselves and into themselves and find themselves and leave themselves. And this to me is taking that thing, like you said, from the beginning of his career, that country city metaphor, which is also a literal thing, right? But he's putting it in this really poetic, yeah, big guitar, fun, mm-hmm. riffy, beautiful th- chorus that sing along, you know, uh, catchy, and is presenting something that is, I think, so essential to who he is. Yeah, it is, a, and it who is, he thinks he is, and who right. he thinks he should be or shouldn't be. It's right? always a battle. It's yeah. always like you know, like that whole line, like I have to think to smile, and it's like, yeah. well, he. He likes what he does, but there's parts of things that after a while he needs to get away from that. Yeah. Like that, what's that line, you know, uh, I have to play in front of a crowd. There's a crowd of people that I can't face them day to day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like that, you know, so he, you know, he built this ranch or he bought this ranch. Yeah. To get away from it. Yet at the same time, that's where he records all his stuff. Again, it's, you know, it's like, that's where he does all his business. It's the duality. It's the duality. Yeah. 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 I love this. The duality um, of Neil, man. I love the duality of fucking Neil. Oh, we got to change that then. Uh, <laughs> too many, D-O-N, too many man. Letters. I love this line. So I read a, a review of... Don. Don. Uh, I read a review. No, 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 no. We can't have that. Don, man. No. Don. <laughs> fucking Donnie. No. I think Shut proud, the fuck up, Donnie. I think there's Proud Boys outside. Shut up, Donnie. <laughs> so I, I read this um, review of this song on Media Loper, and I love... 
I love this uh, this thing that they write here. It says, Country home sets the pace for ragged glory. The sound of four old friends and sometimes enemies playing in a room together, harmonizing on the chorus, everybody watching Neil as he takes a solo after every chorus, wondering if it's going to be a long solo or a short solo, mm. ready to go in any direction he wants to take them. In 1990, which at the time felt like a down year for music, a song like Country Home was exactly what I needed, and I blasted Ragged Glory every chance I could get. That's great. This is a blasting album. Yeah, you, you can't just like oh, have yeah. this on in the background. This album, you have to turn up no, all fucking the fucking way, man. Alexa, yeah. turn it up. Every Alexa, song. every song. Alexa, volume up. Unlike most Neil, like new, the Neil albums that stick out to me are very like. Loud, loud, quiet, quiet, loud, quiet. Right, yeah, this kind is, of a patchwork, but there's no acoustic tunes yeah. here. Well, it, except the last song, but it's not acoustic. It's even it's that still, you yeah. even that you have to blast. Yeah, like, yeah, Mother Earth. Yeah, right. Um, I think we should invent a new Alexa type device and call it the Alex Neil. No, I and instead that. of an Alexa voice, it's Neil. No, I don't like that. Alex Neil, what's the weather today? It's fucking sunny. <laughs> There's birds out. Everything. Every response has something to do with birds. It's a great day for sailing <laughs> with the birds. Nice day to hop a train and see a bird. <laughs> Can we talk about the potato verse? Yeah. I mean, we have to, probably. What does that fucking mean? I don't know. It's a great line. It is. It's you, funny. What is it? Do you have it Because he was going to call this song Spud Blues. This song he wrote like in the, in the <laughs> 70s, and he wanted to call it Spud Blues. He's just got a thing for fucking, like, so... How it many must be b- Mother's Bar. So, I don't even know if it's Mother's Bar. It's Mother's Bar. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, it's Mother's Bar. Yeah. It's Mother's Spuds. Yeah, he, he's just so, fascination So you got potato. this, back up a couple albums. Or No, he mentions Potatoes on Freedom at some point, doesn't he? I don't know. I feel, thought he does. But definitely on this notes for you, he's got the Spuds reference. Right. Fucking Well, re- that's a dog. Yes, but it's still Spuds. Okay, I'll uh, give you that. Reactor. He's got right, mashed, mashed potatoes. Potato. <laughs> Uh, what's the other big one too that I'm forgetting? He's got he. I don't know on on Neil's Neil's covers. He's got to cover his bases like on like every three albums. Birds is a big one. Then the duality of city versus country, and yeah. then potatoes. Potatoes. And I'm a farmer. At to heart. me, this verse is another way of saying what we've already been saying, where you. If you cross over into someone else's territory, then you start picking at what they're doing, right? Right. Let's say the '80s, right, where he's trying to. He, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. I think that. Right. I think he was doing Kraftwerk's thing. Yeah, and right? he's doing and then he was doing the rockabilly you know, the rock, thing his, and yeah, the country that, thing, right? And, and so, and and then like it says there, it says if you and if you do go down there, like if you do decide to go into someone else's patch thinking you can find your own potatoes Mm -hmm. your own thing whatever that thing may be right they're not your potatoes yeah and then but then he says like if you do decide to do that it very seldom lasts and then it's perfect because it's what we've been saying here about being confused about the 80s it says i found that out once long ago and it sure got me confused i still don't know which way to go to lose those old spot blues i still don't know what i am right i still don't know how to find what's me he still hasn't found what he's searching for (laughs) There you go. But does that make sense, Shu? He's u 2 He's drunking. I'm bonoing. He's, he's drunk u I'm he's, bonoing. He's drunk bonoing. <laughs> yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Not the way you explained it. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's, that's what I feel about it, is that he's saying, he's always trying to find 
that original Neil Neil classic. Well, he's trying to find what he is, and think yeah. about what he said, like. You know, for the old ways album, I can see myself making country music for the rest of my life. Right. And think about what he said with the Blue Notes album. I could see myself playing this music for the rest of my life. Right. But he, it, you know, he, he just yeah. kept changing his mind. It's know? weird. I I was doing some sort of like free writing today, which I haven't done in a while, and I wrote something very similar, where I was saying, um, I just basically was like, I, I, I'm constantly concerned that I'm like being too cliche and unoriginal. And I know that that doesn't, that that actually doesn't, I, I it's, it's all written in this sort of free form weird way, but it's, it, it reminds me a lot of this line in particular, which is, I know it's silly cause it's about potatoes, but it's, I don't know. I, I feel like we're always trying to be original and yet we're never, we can't ever really be original. That's this duality non-duality thing say duality one more time shut your fucking mouth say duality one more time oh that was a bad sammy i know what you're saying though russ man i don't know russ you can't write a song on drums let's um (laughs) let's move on to uh Mm -hmm. before we go to (laughs) we should post that on the page yeah we should yeah i post it on the town meeting page yeah you should put it on the line because i'm a good admin oh you are that's right can we go to 449 on country home before we move on it's one of my favorite ever guitar parts from Neil. I love that low tone. Yeah. You know, it's just that like low and it's so on the verge of blowing up. Like the his guitar sound is is like it's, you can tell the 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 speakers are just ready to get ripped apart. Yeah, they're on that verge, and somehow it's just it's mm. this is the Neil Young guitar sound I love. Like I said that about "Don't Cry." Yeah, on "Freedom," that's the Neil Young guitar sound I love the most. That like huge, epic, distorted. You know, it's so huge. It's it's hard for me to put into words. Like it, it could fill a prairie. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, it has this never-ending sound to it. It just, it's just unbelievably huge, and it's, it's that the years he spent. If you think, listen to the, this guitar sound, and then go back to everybody knows this is nowhere. Right, and it makes it sound reedy, thin, and you know, still strong. But this yeah. is so thick, and, that's and, what, and, and the technology is different. I know, that's what I mean everything. about sort of. It's tough for me between those albums and this one, you know, because those songs are just so ingrained in not only the culture, but in like our psyche, you know? So it's hard to sort of separate. I think if you listen to it Down by the River, Cinnamon Girl, because they're so, and I, and I, and I believe that they deserve that. But I think this album and these songs also deserve some of that. Yeah. And then never, I'd never in my opinion really got it. All right. And so it's hard for me to try to separate out that and think about this album in comparison to that album. Do you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, that's a great yeah. part. People should listen at home f- just for all that you know that just really yeah, beautiful this really guitar is a great shit. Guitar and, album. Yeah. No, totally. I'm and I'm a little annoyed that it's not coming through like it should. On well, you're fired. Damn yeah, it, you're done. Cat, uh, but get thanks in here, to Cat, how you doing? Come here. Thanks to AK, sorry, Yusuf. Thanks to AKG for making me sound good. <laughs> Well, let's right. go on to White Line. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully these come through better. 
sounds weird. Yeah, that riff is pretty prominent yeah, on yeah. The regular archives. I'm so. having connection issues on my iPad. I don't know. It's got that Ghost Riders in the Sky vibe yeah. to it, you know? It doesn't want to pick up the like low that 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 guitar sound that yeah you were yeah because like I think this riff here at the top of White Line is yeah. that same sort of vibe all that all that lead I'm gonna have to figure it out before next week because it's driving me crazy it's it's never yeah. done that before it's, it's never, never just ever omitted. done that before yeah it's like uh, whatever I don't know what to tell you guys I just tried to fuck oh fuck it, it I'm out of here oh come on. <laughs> No, I'm like super annoyed. Like that's fuck you a, and fuck Stephen it's King. Because it, I'm playing it through my iPad. Watch that. You better watch that. <laughs> it's going through my iPad through like two different connections into my DI and then into my board and then into the computer. Okay. So something's yeah. It does. Sorry, Luke. it's annoying. But I just I think I just got to get especially with this converter. because the <laughs> the guitar riffs are so much a part of yeah. this. Well, yeah, this, that's what I was going to point out. Again, you have country home starts with a riff. Right. Like a fun, a, a catchy, and this one too. Right. Yeah. A classic Western kind yeah. of vibe. Well, you know what? It. You know what? Youngsters, listen along with us. Yeah, please. Yeah. We'll tell yeah. you the parts of the song to go All to. Right. This was actually originally on. Have you heard the homegrown version? Yeah, I like it. You you like that? I like it's this pretty, one more, but I like that one. It's a little too laid back for me. You don't like it because Robbie's in it. Isn't Robbie Robertson in this song? Is he the guy playing guitar? I think he oh, is. Oh, I, I was I was oh, listening to that going, who yeah. is that on guitar? Because it doesn't sound like Neil playing guitar. That's good guitar. old RR. Really? One of the best members of the band. Yeah, he the is only a true genius. From the band. Yeah. You're an idiot. He was the yeah, smartest guy in the room there. That's right. Absolutely. This um, again is another one of these songs that was just stuck in my head. Right. Well, it's a catchy tune. Yeah. And it's a great song, Every man. song man. I mean, you're driving down the road. Here's that load though that you that were tune. talking about. Yeah, the load is in this song. Loki, and I know you're load. excited about it. You know, I know I'm, I'm very annoyed. Sorry, that's okay. This is kind of like um, it's got a double meaning. You know, it's like he talks about how much he loves the road. He gets on there, whether he's on tour or he's driving. He, he's there to get away from it all, and he loves it. Or he could be talking for, like about a trucker or something like that. You know, and and I just love that the cozy feel. In his lyrics. Mm. Or it could be just about cocaine. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's about the road. I love a good song about the road. Yeah, 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 me too. I feel like Sturgill Simpson took this song and made his sort of vibe, you know? Yeah, a little bit. Like, I love the line, I, I come to you when I need a rest. You know, when I needed a rest. You know, and, and it's just, um, it's got that easy feeling. It's got the good vibe to it. That peaceful, I, easy my, yes. One of my favorites is the I was adrift on a river of pride. It seemed like such a long, easy ride. You were my raft, but uh, I let you slide. I've been down, but I'm coming back up again. See, that's what I was saying about that sort of cycle. Right, and yeah. And that, that, yeah. uh, that acceptance, you know. And like you said, trying to move forward from it. Right. But, you know, I've made mistakes along the way, but it hasn't And now I'm rolling down forward. the open road, yeah. Right, exactly. And I under, I'm aware that there's a load that I'm pulling behind me, but... Got to keep. There's a huge it. load, Luke. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not taking the bait. It's a huge load. You guys are bringing it up. I'm not. All right. It. All right. Well, I'm still like a little bit annoyed at the sound quality because well, I'm like, especially... what was that? I think what that was f- maybe me. What was that? <laughs> that what the? What's going on? Phone. It's that the fucking. Me. You know what that is? It's the fucking drinks. <laughs> is it? I think that was cooch. I did put a little. It was D- I did put a little DMT in the drinks. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, fuck it. No wonder I feel like getting naked. No wonder we're fucking up. Uh you want me to go to it? Yeah, it's a segue. <laughs> right, did I ruin your segue? Yes. 
Sorry to ruin your segue party. <laughs> he's he's doing that da 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 dun again. Computer. Yeah. But I love this. This is awesome. Road and load again. Yeah, more load. I love that. You gotta hear the chorus. Alright, I'll go back. This is great, man. This is, again, a, another hooky thing with the why do I, mm-hmm. you know, that whole thing. It's just a it's just a relentless pounding, though. I love the tribal drums. Yeah. And, yeah. It, you know, and the and just the layers the of repetition. guitars. The repetition. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't get old, though. Right. No. You know, yeah. it's, it's great. And this, to me, is just, I know it's sort of a little bit silly, but it's super relatable. Especially oh, yeah. for an artist, yeah. you know, it's right. just like... And I mean, this is, you know, is this him Like talk- a self-critical artist. Right, is this him know, talking too, about yeah. his career? It's like he's trying to do everything right. You or know, relationships Or maybe or he's just not, like he thinks he's just not good at the business, so he's just going to do his own thing. That whole, like, it's how you look and how you feel. You have to have a heart of steel. Well, I've, you know, I'm, I'm just fucking up left and right. Or at least people are telling me I'm fucking up. Right. But I'm still moving forward. You know, despite what these people are saying. Yeah, no, totally. Can I t- he uh, was talking, I think it was Kurt Loder. I think it was Kurt Loder he was talking to. He said, everyone should play this song. I think it's one of the best rock and roll songs of all the songs I have ever done. And I think the performance of it is at least as good as anything I've ever done. For nice. fucking up. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like somebody ripped him and like he cooch he's cooching it. He's cooching it. Yeah. Who ripped him on this one? Well, I don't know. Someone may have said something negative about it and he just goes out and says, This is the best thing I've ever done. One of the best things I've ever done. I'm thinking, Okay, well, you know, there's mm, there's so many that you don't even know where to pick. I know, right? There's like okay, so you're putting this up there with, you know, Ambulance for the turns for the turnstiles. Yeah, turn you know, or after the know, gold tonight's rush. the night. Yeah. yeah, right? You know, or like yeah. Don't let it bring you down. So that's up yeah. there with that, you know? Powderfinger. <laughs> I mean, I like this tune. I like it a lot too. Man. I like it a lot. I don't even think this is in my top three on this album. Um, I lo- I like it a lot. You got you brought Russ, you brought up the Pearl Jam version earlier. You want me to play a little bit of that? Yeah. 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 Well, here's a live version of that. But this is it. Maybe we'll see some of you in Rotterdam, but it's been nice playing for you all and uh, sharing a day with you. All right, y'all doing some pretty good singing. Pearl Jam kicks fucking It's from 2000. 20 years ago.
like bouncing all over the place on you. Jesus Christ, what's going on over there? I don't know. I'm the, no more drinks for you. No, Stop drinking out of the bottle. You know what's weird is it's not even the drinks. It's my iPad keeps fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. This, beca- this became kind of a grunge anthem. A lot yeah. of bands started covering this. Not only Pearl Jam, but there were a lot of bands at the time you know, taking this on. And for some reason, it, it caught on with the whole grunge thing that this whole, you know... Things yeah. just keep fucking up. Yeah. No matter what I do, no matter how hard I try or work, I just keep fucking up shit. No, but no matter what adjustments I make, I'm that goddamn know, right? DI I have. You're, I can't. It just keeps it's not fucking, fucking up. It's like in my head now. It's but it's not going to stop us, Luke. That's We're going to well, move I had, forward. I had right? a couple of parts too. To, All right. Let me see. If, let me see if it'll see play. If it Go works. ahead. Give me what, what you got. I had two oh seven, and I also had four minutes. It's just there's actually a lot of great. There's guitar. It's great guitar. In this. It's still like yeah. it's in the back. Yeah, it's annoying. Like that's a solo, you know. I know. I don't know what the fuck is happening. It sounds like it's way in the back. Yeah. Go to four minutes. It probably won't make a difference, but it makes no difference. Makes no difference. Here's four minutes. On again. No solos. Yeah, you can't really hear yeah. it. I don't know what's happening. That's so weird. Because that's when he's like doing that crazy yeah, fucking yeah. solo shit right there. Well, that's that is what it is. Yeah. I apologize, youngsters. I don't know what the fuck is happening. It's really... Uh, it's fucking up. I'll get it fixed um, for next time. It's, it's the curse of the AKG. We got a nice new mic in here. I know. Now. Beautiful new mic. My and other, other things are, are My freaking out. My iPad's feeling jealous and it's just not working. Maybe Apple can hook us up. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not. Right. Maybe it's the Russians. You well, know, fucking up is great. We should move on. Yeah, let's All go right. to uh, over and over, which yes. definitely gets stuck in your head. Listen to that guitar again with a riff, a catchy riff. Yeah, it still sounds pretty buried, but because yeah. that's a great little riff there. What's great about a lot of these tunes is that they just take their time getting to the vocals. You yeah, know, like you said, he's like you said, Luke. He's not in a rush. Yeah, I'm you tempted know? to apologize just in advance that we're not going to be able to play the clips that we want. But I mean, you don't. Ha- the point is for you guys to listen anyway. Like people, right? Are listening to this and a lot of people do. A lot of people like yeah. spend the week listening, like we do. We appreciate that you're yeah. taking. You're kind of like doing homework. Yeah. Even though you're not getting credit for it, you're that kid in class. We who do does give extra out, credit. We work. do give out college credits. We should say that. That's true. Too. Yes. <laughs> well, if if uh, Cat Stevens can get college credit for being an intern <laughs> for the Breaking the Ice podcast, anybody can, I guess. Right. I mean, that's a scam and a half right there. <laughs> yeah. I but, love this song. Another fucking long ass song. They're all long ass songs. I know, right? This one. This one's like what eight, nine minutes long. A great story about this is that uh, Poncho was having trouble getting this down. Really? Like he, couldn't quite, he couldn't quite just get the groove down. So one night, Neil left a message on his answering machine going, Okay, Poncho, this is it. Do, 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 do,
playing along to Neil's voice message. <laughs> and he went in the next day and fucking nailed it. <laughs> that's awesome. That's a fucking, I think that's fucking awesome, he man. He nailed it. He nailed it. He nailed it. Right. Oh, that's great. Yeah, don't say that two more times, Mike. Well, we, I nailed. said Neil. He yeah, said you nailed said it. nailed it originally. I, yeah, I changed oh, shit, it. The second it was twice. Neil. Now, see, that's twice. Shut the okay, fuck okay, up. Okay, okay, okay. Don't this even. Is, I like this song a wow. lot. This is catchy. Yeah, this is, is a riff. This is a hook. Um, it's, almost like the, a, it's almost like a punk song, too. You know, so. you can almost hear it just being like, over and over <laughs> Oh, you could see it being covered that way. Yeah, yeah just sort of. No, totally. Also, that last verse with like the talk yelling that they're doing at the end of it. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I don't know if, oh, it, would, what? Where, if it would play. Where time was just a joke. And they're like sort of. I think of, that's Poncho laughing. I think it's Poncho, What's yeah. That, what, what part of the I, song? It's just like literally, literally like the like, last verse of the song. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, with seven minute songs, it's hard yeah. to pinpoint that. <laughs> Just but yeah, that part it, where he's like going, ha, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. yeah. I was like, that's got to be Poncho. Yeah. yeah. I don't see Billy or Ralphie doing that. Probably is it because he says, well, time was just yeah, a joke. Yeah, time was just a joke, yeah. and he's like laughing. That's, see, that's the fun they're having. That's You can hear yeah. it in the music. Yeah. You can hear it, and they're all close to each other. Yeah. You know, they're all like looking at each other. Yeah. And they all have that same, that weird mic setup. Yeah. There's two mics close together. Neil sings into one. And then those Billy and Ra- and and Poncho like sing into the other one, or sometimes they'll share <laughs> Neil's mic. Mm. There's yeah. not like a vo- vocal mic for both of them. It's so weird. Or, it's I know fun. it's such a weird setup. It's fun live, but it's so weird to see it recorded. Right, yeah. but that's yeah. just how they're used to doing it. Yeah, you know, and that's why they recorded it like they did. They were they did two sets a day, like they were playing gigs. You know, so I guess they're in. They're, this is the horse in their comfort zone, and well, it really we- it really made it made it great that's how we do this podcast we do like 10 or 12 takes of each of anytime each. Right, you hear yeah. someone else start talking it's because we've leaned into the other yeah person's that's right we're sharing one akg lira <laughs> mic right, right now that's right and mike keeps it right on his balls. i keep it right here near my sack <laughs> and those guys lean in to so my groin area proudly we do. right <laughs> jesus Christ. we just do it over and over that's right over and over again just the way i like it we got love to burn all right let's do that Again, man, riff. So how do you follow up an eight-minute song with a ten-minute song? Right? Yeah, but I don't notice it again right, that's the in thing. this that's, song. Yeah. Just, you don't notice them being ten minutes, This is, is in awesome. my This song's in my top three. I predicted this might be in your top three, too, Shu. This one? Yeah, uh, no. Maybe. I don't okay. know. We'll see. The guitar work in this song is awesome. Yeah. And the, for the length of the songs, he, he said in an interview, Neil said in an interview that no one is stretching out these days. So I want to make an album like that now. It's awesome. Yeah, which I think is great because he, you know, and that's that's, you know, he's setting himself apart. Yeah. At that time, the turn. I'm telling you, the turn of the century. Neil just is on. Yeah, and the he, '90s. He he had a really good a really good run in the '90s. But especially the beginning and ending of a of a decade, he just fucking. Nails yeah, it. for some reason, he's the strongest oh, at those points. He said it three times. He's not going to show up because he was our. Oh, we didn't. We did talk about this, but it didn't come up. Uh, if <laughs> we have a youngster of the month on our website, you can go check yes. it out. Nails Long Lofgren. Longmayyouyoungpodcast.com. Yep. Nail, Nails Lofgren is our first youngster of the month, proudly. Mm-hmm. And it's because he's a sponsor of the show. That's right. But he doesn't pay us in money. He pays us in nails. That's right. So we can get a lot of projects done as long as they involve nails. <laughs> yeah, a lot. You know, but. All right. You know. I, I, uh, I, I don't know how you can't love the on love. Like the backup, those guys yelling right, that yeah. in this song. Yeah, it's just really great. 
I, I wrote shit down, but it's not even worth going to it, I guess. But the guitar playing is awesome in this. It's and, funny and that to, it, it's funny because it's like it's like a solo and, and then a verse and then another solo and yeah. then a verse yeah. and then it's another solo and you're like okay this is the end of the tune no there's another verse in there and another solo right which is fucking odd aw- and they're all awesome yeah they're fucking great they're all great but we're not gonna play them now because my no. iPad is fucking up. that's right you know what the problem is I just just realizing before we you started, spilled fireball no, on it before oh. we started recording Mike comes in with an Italian sub from D'Angelo's and he decides to put on a Burt Reynolds record. I asked you. It was a request. I said, oh, I see you got Burt Reynolds, you know, ask who I am. And I was like, can you throw that on while I'm eating I should have said no. You think Burt Reynolds tainted your iPad? Yes, I do. But Bobby Goldsboro produced it. It's so smooth and silky. It doesn't matter. He fucked it up. He's wearing a polyester coat. So this one I wanted to talk about because... In which I know we we, we said we were going to cover also on this is the uh, Don't Spook the Horse. So in this song, he talks about the Valley of Hearts, and then that comes back in the uh, in the Don't Spook the Horse. I didn't listen to that, by the way. Oh, really? That's a sloppy mess of a song, it's but just it's two, great. It's just two songs, right? It's a groove. It's, I mean, Mansion on the Hill is the same exact version. Okay. Yeah, it's, a, it's the B-side yeah. to Mansion on the Hill. Okay. Yeah, but it's, it's just like a sloppy horse jam. It's great. I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. You should definitely listen, I'll to, listen it. to it. But um, this song to me, shoe is it. It totally sort of sums up what I was talking about as far as my theme goes. And you think about it in that way where he talks about like the spirit, you know, the spirit coming to him and everything, and and when she says like you gotta cr- you gotta take the first step. Right, you gotta yeah. crawl to be tall. I love that. You gotta crawl to be tall. Yeah, and and it's like that's like something The Rock would say. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> you gotta crawl to be tall. It's about time we brought up some The Rock references right. on this podcast. <laughs> what took you so long? I'm Mike? sorry, I was holding out. <laughs> Russ, do you smell what the mic is cooking? <laughs> the AKG Lyra mic. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that this uh, this song yeah, you got to move to really start ties in everything right. that we were sort of talking about. And you should take that risk because you've got you know you said you got love to burn, so you should take the chance on love. But it's like even though you know you're going to fuck up, even though yeah. you know you might yeah, take a chance, but you on might farmer, not. You don't know farmer's unless, daughter, and you don't you, know, you don't know unless you move to start. Yeah, then you, know? you got plenty of love to burn. That's right. You burn a little That's bit, right. you got more. That's right. It's like the fucking the drinks we just made, the ragged squirties. Yeah. You got to take a chance on. That's it. right. You got fireball to burn. Did you guys notice? But it's the also last like you know, a little extra fireball-y? Did you put a little extra fireball in there? No, but it just because it yeah, settled. it gets fireball-y. So the last sip's got a little bit of burn. Wow, it's got some balls to it. It's got a nice sack on it. It's got hot balls. But yeah, it's definitely that. Uh, you know, yes, you have been burnt, but you, right, you got to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. And it's like what you're saying. It's like okay, I'm accepting this. That yeah. there's risk to right. everything. Love, music, you know, kids, yeah. whatever it may be. Yeah. But uh, I, you got to move forward. You got to move to start. You got to crawl to be tall, brother. Yeah, you got to crawl right, to Dan be tall. Right, Dan Marshpit. <laughs> All right, let's move on to yeah. Farmer John. This song's hilarious. And this is not Neil. Not written by Neil. I got another great funny story about this tune also. This was the last thing recorded for this album. Was it? And for a good reason. Really? Yeah. Farmer 
love that. Same. The yeah. champagne eyes. Champagne eyes. It's so, yeah. So yeah, that was eyes. originally written and done by a duo called Don and Dewey. Don! Don, Don yeah, Moshpit. Don and Dewey. And my brother Dewey Moshpit. That was like 64. And I think the very next year, a band called The Premiers covered it. And I think that's the version that Neil first heard. They were sitting, like he was sitting around with Crazy Horse and they were talking about the first rock songs they ever heard that made them want to get into mm. being musicians. And that was one that Neil brought up. So they decided to give it a try. And that's like, I think the only time they played it out of all those sets they did for those, those three weeks, because they were, it just came up in you know, in conversation. So they just bashed it out. And then after they were done, a small earthquake struck the area around San Francisco and around where they were and knocked out the power. So they had to stop recording. And then that's when I think Neil said, I think we're done. You know, mm. with the record, because <laughs> an earthquake knocked out the power. Is that a true story? That's a true story. Wow, that was in two books, I believe. That was in that was in Jimmy McDonough's Shaky, and then that was in the, I forget the other guys. So name, these the guys journey through the past. Oh, okay, they wrote the song. Don and Dewey wrote this yeah. song, and they recorded it in 1964. Yeah, and if you listen to the premieres version, it's a little faster. It has a little yeah. more of that 60s swing to it. I didn't listen to any of the other versions of this. Yeah. I wonder if I can find them real quick. Yeah, f- look up the premiere. The only I, thing by the premieres is, is a it, live version, but it's it, still really this good. This one surprised me that it wasn't Neil. Because I was like, this has to be a Neil song. When I first it, heard it, yeah, I was like, this is just Neil being... And it is. It's, and it's, ne- so it's Neil funny, being it's, silly with Crazy Horse. Yeah. You know? Has anybody seen Kosher Pickle Harry? Just said 60s him, bullshit. <laughs> this okay, is the, the mock party. The premiere. It's not even a good transition. Super 60s. I kind of like it. Yeah, I'm but into this. the guitars are, again... Lost. There's guitars up front in this. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's guitars playing right now. We yeah. Just can't hear them. That's yeah. crazy. Weird. It's okay, weird okay. how this is. It's never happened before. But oh, it's yeah, worth checking out. Really actually, close, you can. But yeah, you, I actually listened to fucked up, man. a little bit of that Premiere's album, and it's actually pre- I love that shit. That '60s garage band yeah. stuff, and uh, it's actually pretty good. It's a it's a yeah. pretty like the first few songs are pretty pretty fun. But yeah, this is just, I love the vibe on this. This is just shows, they were having fun making this record. They weren't having fun making life. Nope. They weren't having fun, you know, making, making trans. Re- a reactor, you know. I think they had fun making reactor. Well, the not way, as much as the this way, one. Well, when, when. Um, the OOOs are great in this. When Billy yeah. Talbot describes reactor as a one-legged turkey. Yeah. You know, it doesn't sound like they they had, they, they, you know, Poncho yeah, said they did. but at least he's bringing up a bird. That's right. There's a bird involved. Put a bird on it. There's, it's you probably won't be able to hear it on your thing, I guess. But at like three minutes, the back and forths they do, like I'm not even gonna bother. It's they just, yeah. they drunkenly are like, oh, yeah, the, oh, yeah. and then great. it goes into like a Neil solo. Right, yeah. like, I know it's so good. It's literally depressing me that I can't yeah. play these parts of the. But it's I also I thought I I was it it was weird to me that this wasn't Neil too because this would be classic Neil to write a song where it's like 
you're trying to get the you're you're talking to the father of someone you're interested right. in. And you talk about the way that she wiggles when she walks. Well, it's not it's not, and I can <laughs> I can hear how this would be a song that got him into rock and roll or writing tunes because if you listen to what was that song off of this notes for you, hey hey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was kind of had similar kind of vibe yeah. to it. My woman, you know, my woman yeah. is awesome, and you know, yeah. same thing with this. It has that kind of yeah, you know, that yeah. just simple. Well, it's vibe and I know he didn't, he didn't write it, but it also sort of fits that theme I was talking about because it's all right. So the great spirit comes to you and then says, "You got to take a chance on love." So then, all right, well, you take a chance on the Farmer John's daughter. Right, yeah. And then, you know, she wiggles and she walks and she talks nice and stuff, but then, like, you've burnt your love on her. So now you got to move on. You know, <laughs> right, it's like, it's, right. I don't know. Yeah. Ooh, Mansion on the Hill. Yeah. Another catchy as fuck scene. Surprised. Not only, it's not just the bass that's coming through or something. There is a second guitar that's not really coming through. I know. That's not bad. You just can't hear the other one as well. I don't even want to play. <laughs> I don't even want to play clips. <laughs> oh. Well, the harmonies are great in this one. Well, this is like his. Obviously, this is a look back at the '60s. I love this song. You know, and and um, how Lute. I think he's just looking back to those days and and Topanga. It's nostalgic. It's just got a yeah. good heart to it. It's just and it's not. It's like nostalgic in a way that. His other nostalgic songs always have like a tinge of depression to them, and this one doesn't seem to really have that same. Really, to me, it does. Really? Yeah, to me, it's kind of looking back like we had a good thing, but now, you know, uh, he's he thinks it lives there still, but he's not sure about it anymore. Well, I don't want to get, I got to get spiritual again, but I think that this is sort of that looking in yourself sort of thing. There's that mansion on the hill where you know where the music's playing and and love is you know you're you're basically loving what is happening the the because you're loving what's happening back then though yeah but it's this this place that always exists within you sort of for neil do you know what i mean right oh yeah he sings about it often yeah the hippie and, dream and, and it's also a, a typical nihilism too that it's he's always been a searcher right a miner a mm-hmm. hunter mm-hmm. for love, right? He's always like on the hunt or search for love. Well, at least both in as, Hollywood and in Redwood. Both as like a partner and like a lover, but also as, you know, being being a better Neil, being a, the mm-hmm. heart of gold, right? He's, do you know what I'm saying? He's And it's still there somewhere, yeah. but it's, yeah. it's been a long, it's been a long ride. You're saying there's a little ragged squirty in all of us. Yeah. It's true. The line though, may I? I got a load to love, but I want one more child. Does he say child? I see, I looked that up. Is that really the line? That's is what that... it says on the Neil Young archives. Then it yeah, must I be. Yeah. I thought it was one it more try. I thought it was too. It would make more sense if he said one more try. Or is that what he means with I mean, his load both... to love and he wants to try to have another kid? In context, they both mean the same thing. <laughs> Maybe he got a vasectomy between freedom and this one. <laughs> And he regrets his That's vasectomy. Right. He wants to, you know, give up that load and fill the cup. No, I want to have one more ragged squirty. <laughs> promise of a man. I want to fill your cup. I think he's... But then ta- he talks about how that feeling... Yeah, but he's talking about himself, you know. He's saying... Well, no, I don't think necessarily... I saw an old man walking in my place. Yeah, that's definitely... And he I looked think at me, himself. and he could, it could have been my face. Is this the sequel His to words old man? were kind, but his eyes were wild. He said, I got a load to love, but I want more child. I think he's saying that child within him, that... 
that like you said the 60s that mansion on the hill right, that place yeah. where the psychedelic music's always playing where love is the only language you know it's that childlike mentality of loving oneself and each other you know right um, but he had to get off what, that road because yeah. it always ends badly like you said i had to get off that road of tears somehow right and it, that's he's now always saying about hurry, that right? and, uh, yeah. i got to get off the road yeah yeah you know. but peace and love live there still and yeah i like this song me too yeah, yeah. i do yeah it's I'm, okay i'm allowed to like it Mm, I don't know. Leave me alone. I think you've had too much to drink. I have, but also... (laughs) So, for days that used to be, can we move on? Does that answer your question? It's funny because before I did the research on this, I wrote that this has a a Bob Dylan vibe to it, and then I found out that he said that he, like, based it off of my back pages or whatever. And this is another nihilism that, again, with the old times, things that used to be... Yeah, these two songs, back to, they're definitely meant to be back-to-back. Yeah. Back. yeah. But there he's, I think he's speaking... Again, I think he's singing about Crosby, Stills, and Nash in this one. You get a little bit, but I was so much older than yeah. I'm younger than I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he said he based it off of my back pages. Is that that song? That's that song. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, is that what Rock's back pages is based off of? Is that- That's right. Another great podcast right. here on the Pantheon Podcast that's Network right. with your host, noted rock critic, Barry Fife. I'm not sure if that's his name. I like the line, but possessions and concessions are not often what they seem. He's clearly channeling Dylan. It's very Dylan-esque, yeah. Yeah. He meant to He says load again, though. Maybe I was wrong on my whole theme thing. The only theme of this album is just loads. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Crazy Horse blowing huge loads yeah. of guitar. Right. I hear that. Maybe the theme is just I think loads. he took he, he purposely did the Dylan thing because it's about the 60s. Yeah. And that's you know he Dylan. And he's you think the nineties now. He's Dylan. getting old, right? And you know? and a lot of that stuff. And he's got he that, feels he's got to face it all. You know, he's he facing feels diff- all yeah, that shit. He doesn't feel the same as he did in the sixties about certain things. Yeah. And and I think he's definitely referring to maybe even just Stephen Stills. No. Yeah. Absolutely. No more references to. No, I th- he's don't say C-S-N-Y. don't. Like, no, he is. He's the guy doing it. <laughs> he's not. Everyone yeah. just says that. No, he's I got think you that's all. He's doing it. All tricked into thinking all. Oh, it's a fake are, news. What, is that what you're saying? Buy a new car. At that time, never had to make those deals. You know. <laughs> no, but I feel like every album there's a song and everyone's like, "That's about CSNY." I don't. I can't believe every single album has a song about CSNY. I can. No. Absolutely, I won't allow. He's you really to. nostalgic for those times. Yeah, but he's been making albums with them throughout the years. Terrible ones, for sure. Really bad ones. <laughs> I mean, not good yeah, ones at all. No, no, awful. And he feels bad, and then he takes it out on, you know, on his own albums. It's true. You know. Well, listen, love and only love will break it down. So yeah. Another ten minute. Listen, any song with the word love in it, I want it to be no less than 11 minutes. (laughs) I think this is my favorite song on the album. Really? Okay. 
Because this is another two-parter. He brings up the spirit again. Right. Yeah. And again, I think he's pleading to the spirit, whatever that may be, himself or the great, you know, oneness or whatever you want to say. He's pleading about himself, finding himself, finding love. Only that. Love and only love can, you know, break it down. And one of my favorite lines in this song, I love this line, is hate is everything you think it is. Love and only love will break it down. That's nice. I just love that. Hate is everything you right. think it is, you know? And but love is the all-powerful force. Yeah. I'm going to look this up before the next episode we record. Up to this point on albums he's released that we've covered, how many songs with the word love in the title has he released? Oh, geez. Make your bets now. Closest one, I will oh, give you five fuck. bucks. How many songs? Yes. Uh, on the albums that we've covered? We've covered in, like, like releases. I'm not talking about like a homegrown where it's like it was recorded back then. I'm talking about like releases. Right, what we've covered so far. Yeah. Yeah. Where he says the word love. Yeah. I'm going to look it up. Wait, that's in the song or in the title? In the title of the song. In the title of the song? Yep. Oh. I'm going to guess 14. I was thinking around that too. Well, I already said it. So. I know. I'll say 16. Okay. I'll say no, that's a lot. Never too much love for us. Eleven. Eleven? Yeah. Okay. All right. We're what are we down. what are we betting? Penis. A load. Uh, I don't like either of those da- things. Can we do something else? Uh <laughs> ownership of David Briggs shoe. How about a new AKG Lyra microphone? Ooh. Okay, winner gets to winner gets to now. take it home. Okay, there we go. <laughs> no, because I want to give it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean think about it. He says to the spirit, let me hear the magic in my heart. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, man. This the between the lyrics and this the guitar playing and just the singing and the way that this song ends, hmm. this is one of my favorite songs on this album. A lot of the songs end with thirty to ninety seconds of, of feedback. Of sustain and feedback. Which which I, I love. I'd love that too. I best. love that so much. It's the full life of the song. Yep. So you know that that's you're hearing everything, the whole vibe from beginning to it's end. It's that I feeling of that. when you when you hit it and you're just sitting in it. Mm. That yeah. like let like yeah. letting it soup around you. Yes. I There's magic in the feedback. You have accepted yeah. it and you just He fucking, harnessed the power of yeah. the feedback. He puts he definitely like he puts some kind of salvation in the feedback. Yeah. You're just like listening to it. You're bathing in salvation it. Salvation in the feedback. Yeah, like man. Nice. It's fucking right there. Yeah, you'll nice. hear it eventually once your hearing gets altered enough it'll come through to you yeah I don't like when I get quiet like this because then I always want to go Del Paxton yeah Paxton. <laughs> uh, anything else before we move on to the last tunage no let's do let's do Mother Earth let's do it yeah it's not going to come through like it should Huh. Huh. You guys still have your hats on. What's happening? 
Fuck that, I'm kneeling. <laughs> kneeling. I fucking love this song. That was um, from Farm Aid. Was it? Yeah, 1990 at the Hoosier Dome in Indianapolis. Awesome. And then uh, they added some stuff afterwards. Nice. But, this is um, a great pun, too. It, that, that's the only thing that annoys me about that is the dumb pun title. Natural Anthem. Yeah. I love it. Also, he's he's clearly channeling Jimmy for this, you know? Yeah. Which yeah, just the makes the pun anthem. make more sense. Yeah. yeah. And I love just that he turns that on its head and then writes a, writes a, a fucking Neil song. What a great song. This Holy is, shit. Yeah, it's awesome. This is, it, my, it also, this, this is my cut song. Really? Really? I yeah. almost, I actually had a feeling it would be. Yeah. I, fi- I, I figured think it's Luke a little... and I would love it because it's got that vocal anthem. Mm. It's... I like that, but I think it's just a little the guitar is awesome too the guitar is what saves it for me you're crazy man everything else is a little heavy this is so neil dude this is so neil yeah you're nuts it's plus it also tickles that church thing in us too yeah yeah it does it's very you know like him didn't you guys have priests who did that for you already they touched our natural they tickled that thing and this is like a little peak of what's to come later right in neil's career too you know this is your cut this is your cut song that's crazy to me I like the guitar though. It's the guitar that saves it for me. The huge harmonies. See, I think that's. I yeah. know the harmonies are awesome. Who needs CSN when you got the fucking horse doing right. shit like that? Although it's he great. did first do this song with CSN at a reunion gig. I kind of want to hear that actually. That like a year earlier or something like that. It reminds me of the stuff he did for the uh, Where the Buffalo Roam soundtrack, which we didn't really cover. Who needs CSN when you have S? When you have Dawn. S M T. Nope. That's yeah. good, Luke. See, SMT. I honestly, I think this is the perfect closer shoe, especially for oh, yeah. what, what we've been talking about this whole album. Because I think this is the next step. This is he. This is the gratitude. This is the. This is the surrender to me. Yeah. This is him saying, you know, how long can you give and not recede? Like the, loving what is, loving the earth, right. loving. I don't know. I just it's maybe it's a little too hippie for me. It's very hippie, but it's very it's neo a, it, to the it's point very, where it kind of annoys me. I can and believe see me. That, I, I I believe in, I'm in all saving about the planet, I'm all about just like everybody else. But I don't know. It just kind of do you me the though, Mike? Way. How yeah. many McRibs have you had this week? I've only had that one here. <laughs> I used to be able to eat six or seven back in the day, and that's not even meat. Okay. They're not even using real animals for that. Okay, so there's it's not affecting the climate at all. It comes in cardboard, and the it pickles is, are real. It is cardboard, <laughs> maybe. Uh, qu- quick pickle shout out! Shout out to Hollis Hills Farm in Fitchburg for selling yes. these good and evil pickles. There. If you want to sponsor this delicious. show, yeah, I'll get in contact out. with us at Long May You Young Podcast. I'll reach out. They're good dudes over there. I I'm very surprised. This is this is in my top three easily. This yeah, song. me too. Um, but uh, do you want to just hop right to them right now? What I'm well, curious. You didn't listen to "Don't Spook the Horse," huh? I did not. No. Okay, I, I covered it in my notes, but that'll probably be on the reissue, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I want to hear what the extra stuff is. It's like a whole nother album comes worth out. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of his stuff is delayed. What do you have about it, Russ? Man, I just like the lyrics. I like that he starts with. It doesn't make sense if you haven't listened to it, but he he sort of he talks about. Um, like a a dog well first he says if you're going to go in the field or whatever be careful you don't spook the horse and then he says if you're going to pet the dog make sure that it's not rolled and it didn't roll in shit it's very homegrown yeah. too it's got yeah. that like leave on and like uh, stars and dog. bars kind of yeah. thing too oh, i like this it's the awesome. story about this song supposedly is that 
he had his guitar tech, Larry Craig, go out and find a cow patty or a horse, <laughs> a pile of horse shit or something, brought it into the studio where they're recording, and he stuck his foot in it and played, recorded this and played with his foot in, in horse shit. Jesus. That's the story behind the song. I don't know if it really happened or not, but I David just, Briggs it, hated so, this song. David Briggs, he wanted to put the song on the album, and David Briggs said, this song sucks. I don't like even, it a lot. Don't I think even it's fucking fun, man. put it on there. I like that it, it all comes around. Yeah. Because, he again, he says right there, if you want to like go play in the grass or whatever, try not to spook the horse. And then the next one is, if you want to pet that dog or whatever, Make sure it didn't roll in shit, and then yeah. he, and then he says um, something about if you're gonna mess around with the chick, make sure you close the barn door. But then, <laughs> but then he's it all comes around, and he says, "Don't sp- make sure she's not rolled in shit." And it yeah. all like comes around. He ties those other verses into like another that final one of the. See, final to me, verses. this would have been a better closer than Mother. No, Earth. No, 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 no. To no. me, this would have really summed up. The, the rebirth of Neil Young and Crazy Horse. Absolutely. It's fun. I like it a lot. I, I don't know where I would put it. I don't Maybe that's I'd why I don't like Mother Earth it. either. This is the, to me, and even though with the heavy songs like Love to Burn and, and um, you know, Mansion on the Hill, which has a really melancholy vibe to it and stuff, Mother Earth is just a downer when you get to it. It was, it's such a fun album all the way through, even when some of the subject matter is heavy. Yeah, to me, it's just, it's just, and I'm not talking about the subject matter. I'm just saying it's like all of a sudden it just gets real serious. Yeah, I love it. Whereas Don't Spook the Horse to me would have been a perfect ending to this album. All eight I think minutes it, No, of I it. think it ended perfectly. I disagree. I don't even know. I, I like Don't Spook the, Her- the Horse just from what I've heard. It actually was called Don't Spook the Hearse. <laughs> don't Spook Mort. <laughs> Yeah, I I think this album is perfect. I actually had a really hard time picking a cut song. I yeah, I did too. Um, my t- I'll give you my top three right now. My three is Mansion on a Hill. My two is Mother Earth, and my one is uh, Country oh Home. Country Home, for sure. Want me to go, Russ? I'll go. Uh, okay. Three for me is Country Home. Two is Mother Earth, and one is Love and Only Love. I have to say my my three is tough between um between fucking up and over and over, but I took over and over on that one. Yeah, yeah I, one. I I was actually torn between the three of those. Yeah, country home, fucking up, and over and over. Yeah, so three. Is, and I only just switched it to country home for this po- one after like doing this podcast. Yeah, and because uh, so, I think it's just the way it starts. It it is a perfect intro. It just it's a perfect intro to this right. album. That song. So that's three's country home, and then it goes in order. Two is white line, and one is I mean three is over and over, mm. and then two is white lines, and um, one is country home. My cut song, and it's not that I even that I don't like it. I just I picked love and only love because it just wow. didn't uh, grab me like the rest of them did. I couldn't. But I, I I like the song. It's one of those albums. It's like when we did after the Gold Rusher Harvest. It's hard to pick. Yeah, I don't know. I was, uh, yeah, but. I I, pick, I picked Mansion on the Hill only because it's on that other EP. So yeah, and we know what fucking I hate pick. I hate the planet. More styrofoam. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, you do work for Amazon. We, more, forder, more farting cows. We know what anti-recycling activist Mike said. Yeah, that's right. He hates Mother Earth. I do. Uh, I don't know. I might switch it. I might put fucking up on my top. Cut three. Mother Earth. Cut it. <laughs> it's a great, it, It's good to be back where it's hard to pick them again. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, right? That's a good yeah. feeling. That is a good feeling. Where you're struggling to find your top two. Yeah. Yeah. You know? What's, uh, what's next week? Weld. My birth- or as I like to call it, Live Rust Part 2. My birthday album. Is it? Yeah. Nice. Oh, do you want? Are we doing arc and weld at the same time, or you want to do each do you, one individually? Uh, how much time can we spend on arc? That's Have you what listened I'm to arc? A little bit. I've touched on it a little. I've bit. I've listened to arc all the way through, maybe three times in my life. Okay. Stoned every time. Let's it's talk about it this great. week, but maybe we just do arc and weld as one episode. Yeah, I think. Well, I think they're they're supposed to be together. Yeah. So that would make sense. Okay. Which is, that's a lot of fun. But I'm glad we're into this part. And yeah. Then, and then after that, we hit Harvest Moon, right? We also yeah. haven't talked about Jesus. album covers in a long time. I know. Well, well this album cover anymore. captures the vibe of this album perfectly. Yeah. It's, it's, also, yeah. it's also probably a part of why people call it grunge. It's a very grunge. Well, again, this was like 1990. All that stuff wasn't really in the mainstream yeah. yet. Yeah, and Neil, and time like, and Neil was, has been dressing like that since fucking the beginning yeah. since he left buffalo springfield he took off the mm. fucking native american beads yeah and he put the flannel shirt on and the jeans and that was it there was no like you know well the fish eye lens was fish fish eye lens was my second choice <laughs> originally i wanted to go with a naked baby in a swimming pool originally i wanted to go with a bird's eye lens but <laughs> that's right a that wasn't bird, an option a naked bird <laughs> chasing a dollar <laughs> on a fish hook a naked bird <laughs> <laughs> So dumb. Well, we'd like to thank uh, AKG once again for this beautiful microphone and mm-hmm. the headphones and the podcaster starter kit. Although we've already started our podcast, but hey, every little bit helps. That's right. And please check out Long May You. Uh, oh, oh that uh, tasted like is. Christmas, right we there. Are, we are both. Of, we're. we're all, that that we're was delicious. That comes up, that one. comes back pretty well, Luke. That's a good cocktail. Listen, it's about accepting that we've had some ragged squirties and it's time yeah. to end the podcast. No, they're they're squirties. So Luke long, is so mad about his. I'm really, it well, really bothered me because like, this is this is an album where we really great album. The, 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 yeah. the if it had guitar, happened man. during trans or landing on water, right. it, I couldn't, been, it, could, it couldn't have happened during life. <laughs> Wait, let's you know or landing on water. Let me end with reading that Matt Pauly comment because it was great. Uh, in regards to this album, Matt Pauly, a, a, a top youngster. Top He's actually a top fan on Facebook. Uh, he says, top shelf Neil and the horse. It's like they've taken their final form. It's everything you want from them. Especially after suffering through the 80s, this feels like a piece of cheese at the end of a labyrinth. <laughs> I, I agree, I Matt Pauly. That's awesome. Um, well, we love yous. Yeah, go to Long May You Young Podcast. Okay, then, real good now. Okay, now. Yeah, real good. All right, let's get out of here. Yeah, okay, then. Get your bags together. Go bring your good friends too. Because it's getting nearer. It soon will be with you. Come and. I am fucking. My brain is a noodle right now. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 